We'll do Lost. both. Oh, fresh, exciting, and new episode. We're going to have fun. We're not going to argue, right? No arguing? Arguing. Like that, no, that troublemaking goddamn Gabe Harmon last week causing trouble? No, nah, dude. It was what, well received, what, I thought. No, it was awesome. Being an expert and all? Yeah. Just because you do something about. does not make you an expert. Oh my <laughs> god. If there was one person on the planet that we could have gotten that was like the preeminent expert of what we were talking about, Gabe is it. Well good. There See, then we, we, we are is we're no great we're great expert. headhunters. There's a, there's he's an expert in opinion. Just cause, I mean just because he does it, come on. Oh, that's not good. Three Lord. two one. Three two one. Fly, toy goddamn boat. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> David, yes. you know, this is a tag team operation. We can't be one of those Warriors guys, the big, fat, ugly guys with the spikes. We can't be those guys if you're not going to tag me. You're, you. you're hanging me out. You don't got me. I got you. This week, I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm going to hold you, baby. It's on you each chair over here. Read between the lines. David said, I got you this week, unless you start talking I'm, smack. Then I don't got you. I'm back here. I got you back. Wait, way back. Tag me, David. Okay, three, two, one. I got you, unless you're talking the shit again. That's yes. what I'm saying. That's what. <laughs> See, Chris caught the pass. 156. La, la, la. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. One away. Yes, Can we do this? Don't tell him make the present. I got you. <laughs> Three, two, one. Comics episode. Hey, that's good. Do that again. Chris is all verklempt. Yeah, I know. Terrible. That's all the cum in his throat. Eleven o'clock. Six. <laughs> Eleven o'clock. Com- oh, David. I know. David, David. I did. I did. You done did it, Parker. Oh, hi, Parker. Hi. What up, dog? Eleven o'clock. <laughs> Seven o'clock comics episode one hundred and fifty six. I had to eke it out. It was was unbelievable. Damn, next week is it? I know. Is what? The last show. Three years. There will never be a last show. The only time when we do a last show, radiation levels in Pennsylvania will be so high that we can no longer continue to live. That's when we do a last show. That's what I'm saying. When when we end the show, the planet goes with it. Nice. Nice respect. That's right. Why would we just bomb out now just because Chris you know, wants to be a goof. I don't know. <laughs> Me? Because <laughs> you just met Chris. Yeah. That's right. I'm, I don't know about you. I'm starting a baseball podcast. In, oh, yeah. You and Tom? You, you, you and Andrew. Comics was back. <laughs> You're so, Zing. So funny. I yes. couldn't bring myself to talk baseball right now with the White Sox pathetic performances. Oh, man. Four blown saves. Uh, Josh Johnson just uh, uh, lost his no hit. Really yeah, I know that. But I'm more he's premiering. About having 0 for 4 in save chances. He's right. premiering Sir, the, the baseball Sergio podcast Sergio. right here, ladies and gentlemen. Sergio Santos is going to be the closer on that show <laughs> of the year. I don't give a shit. I just want so many clothes. Fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Daryl says, fuck it. Fuck it. 
Oh, I think that's Daryl's enough. birthday this past week. I didn't. Oh, I wish I I wished him a, a happy birthday. I did. And because it was Julian's Julian. birthday this past weekend. Yep. Julian oh. said he was popping bub. He had a whole house full of people, good food. When was Julian's birthday? This weekend. Oh, damn. I didn't yeah. send him a message. Did he get a table? Scoozy? Ow, shit. Sorry, I burned myself <laughs> the iron. It's the iron? You're ironing while we're recording? You should really keep your pants on when you, when you do that stuff. <laughs> You're ironing while we record? I was poking fun at Julian. Julian, Julian, and I had a little, little, little tweet beef, but uh, no, no hurt feelings. Little beef. Oh, wow. Yes. Hey, everybody! It. It's eleven o'clock comics, episode one hundred fifty-six. One away from the big three-year anniversary. I am Vince B. Hello. Yes, you are, and uh, and I'm Christopher Neesman, and I don't have anything witty to say, but David does. <laughs> Oh, it's been three years, Chris. We're just waiting. Hey, I'm David Price. <laughs> Damn, he did have something witty to say. He always That's does. True. That's true. And I am Chris918. Polar boy. You be nice, because you don't know. I mean, he could he could be the Messiah. You don't know. I, he, my favorite poster on the forums. You love, yeah, you love it. You do. Favorite, you do. Favorite poster on the forums. That thread, the the Chris. For folks that don't know, he's a poster on the forum, and he, we have dedicated a thread just to him. It has like almost fourteen thousand page views. Yep, it does. That's a lot in dog years because yeah. he he has a very unique way of. Combining words into sentences. It's like and Kerouac meets E.E. E. Cummings meets. Yes, if you read them out loud, yeah. it, it's it's very enjoyable, and you can see these posts uh, at bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. As you, got, you probably you, didn't hear because playing. David was talking. Yeah, I was talking. Bullpen. Bull- you, you got you guys. You guys haven't figured out Chris's code. You haven't been. No, able- <laughs> I thought it was caters because. Because no, the, I know well, I got I didn't get I didn't get confirmation of that fact from Tom. I got it from someone else who knows and who had evidence to back it up that it was not Tom. And I, I believe this person, but I know it's not Tom because Tom emails me about Chris. Okay, uh-huh. but for for Tom to call someone out on Twitter, as I've I've uh, broken my uh, you know um, personal. Best in not uh, ignore and ignore whatever he ignored him on the forum, and I can't even speak. And it's like ten minutes into the show, and uh, so I thought Tom was reinforcing the ruse by calling out this person publicly, which would make us think like he doesn't like this person when in fact the person was him. But it wasn't. It wasn't him at all. And and because you know Tom, he's pretty damn devious when he wants to, you know, squeak the punchline through. Evil He'll, genius. He I, exactly exactly. And no, you are not Chris nine one eight with three S's. You are Jason Wood here, and and this big old bucket of nonsense is brought to you by who? Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService dot com, where you, the comic book aficionado, can get your favorite funny books and collectibles at huge Wamba discounts, like the first issue of the forthcoming Alpha Flight. It's three, yeah, it's three ninety nine cover price. That's not what you're going to pay though. You are going to pay one dollar and ninety nine cents. That's half off, half off. Welcome to Oddville, coming straight out of Ad House Books. I can't wait for that. 
30% off. Jay Stevens is awesome. 30% off that cover price is going to cost you $10.47. $10. That's nuts. Kirby Genesis number one is a buck. Uh, Mome graphic novel volume 22 going out with a bang this spring. 35% off the cover price costs you $9.74. There you go. Do not forget the URL. It's dcbservice.com. They have another one called mydigitalcomics.com where you can get little floating electron versions of your favorite comic books which take up zero shelf space because they don't exist you put them on your hard drive you can have the library of comic book congress on your hard drive and it's not going to take up any room other than what's in your box there mydigitalcomics.com and as i've been saying keep an ear out for the summit city comic cons coming june 18th downtown fort wayne indiana at the grand wayne center admission is just ten dollars and kids under 12 are admitted for free if you're a grown-up person and you pay local and regional retailers will be there and the artists in attendance over a hundred of them artists and other comic book creators those writing people mike norton the awesome the awesome sauce himself tom cioli uh, Sean McKeever, Jason Howard, Katie Cook, Gary, Starreach, Friedrich, and a whole mess more. You can find out more at www.summitcitycomiccon. There's two C's towards the end. Summitcitycomiccon.com. Check it out. You know, I was thinking about uh, Cameron uh, today. Cameron, the uh, you know, owner-operator of, of DCBS. Um, I bought some um, some of the those crazy uh, Vibram shoes, the ones with like the the they're like oh, gloves for your feet. Oh, they're the they're one the with the big heels. No, no, no. They had no. a little flashing light. No, they're the one. They're the ones where, um, um, where they're they're called like Vibram Five Fingers, and so they I have could, underwear it, like that. It's like toe. They're like toe socks, but they're <laughs> like actually, a banana sock. Running yeah. shoes, uh, and it really is like walking around barefoot with shoes on. And and Cameron is is kind of notorious for walking around barefoot. He at does. Work. Like to go all natural below the ankle, yeah. So I'm saying, you, know, Cameron, if you're listening, get a pair of these Vibrams to to wear to conventions. It'll be like walking barefoot. You'll love them. Are they expensive? They're not too bad. They're they're like ninety ninety bucks. That's not so bad. No, no. I've, I'm, I've I'm, seen more expensive. Yeah, I've been working out on them. They're great. Good for you. I like in the working out thing. Working out, getting huge. Yeah. That that means you'll be with us even longer. Yeah, really. Try. Uh, depends on if the alcohol gets me. But uh, we, we should probably move on to uh, this evening. Roll call, uh, Vince. Why don't you start us off? Well, ceremonies, you. Yes, I dispensed with the malt liquor because last Thursday <laughs> I, I that woke up. Been not the night to start with the malt liquor. I that. woke up with a head full of cotton, and it did nice. not. It did I not go away. Yeah, hey, I know. It Is didn't go away till poured one out for your homies. See the, th I do pour one out. I poured one out last night for Captain Phil on Deadliest Catch. I was drinking uh, a beer when I watched that, and I actually I saw your tweet. Night, You're a fan yeah. of that show. I love that man. Yeah, yeah, yeah I do. I like it. It's freaking yeah. awesome. I feel bad. I mean, the kids are. I, really... I thought the show was interesting for like the first one and a half times that I saw it. You know, but What's like it's mean? pretty much the same show. <laughs> There's always more. They're angry. They're mad. They're wet. They're cold. They want to eat. 
But the yeah. thing the thing about last week was I started early with the Yingling. I had two beers before I drank the malt, malt liquor. Yeah, and it just kicked my ass. So no more malt liquor for a little while. I am drinking the absolutely delicious. My taste buds are tingling. The Yingling, see that? I'm rhyming. The Yingling Black and Tan. This stuff's great. It is, it is not bad. I do. Dark Brewed Porter and Premium Beer. And it's great and it's cheap, like me. There you go. Uh, David, how about you uh, next? Um, I, I, was, I was telling Vince earlier, I, I, something, something's bothered me since I got home. I don't know if I picked up a bug or something. So I'm looking to um, you look in the mirror. kill it. I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and so I'm, uh, I'm sipping on a little bit of ginger ale with a lot of Jim Beam. Nice. Oh, nice. That's, that's, that's good. Right there. there you go. Kick, yes. kick, that, kick that bug in its ass. That's right, baby. Well done. Well done, sir. Um, that's that's my favorite uh, summer drink is uh, ginger ale and Jim Beam. There you go. I nice. love I, I love it. I love it mightily. Uh, Jason, how about you? I am drinking, uh, well, it's primarily Crystal Light lemonade, but it does uh, have uh, some vodka in it for the occasion. Yay! Look at you. Keeping it real. So proud of you. Yep. There you go. That's that's. I may switch off to uh to some some vodka and 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 uh Lacroix and a little some bit vodka man. and vodka. So yeah, yeah vodka, vodka, vodka and cranberry. Now some, you're some, talking some about some pomplamoose. I'm uh, so I'm so proud of Jason. Was that really? Because I look at his columns, the I find I fanboy things that he does, and I every every time I'm done reading them, I always say the same thing to myself. He's one of us. God oh, damn, you're so sweet. I do. Look at you being all nice to me. He's, no, I don't want anything. I'm just telling you. He was talking about you before you came on tonight. I you never. sent you that minty fresh copy of Commandy I got coming, don't you? I, ne- I have one, but I have two. I never <laughs> I never talk trash about Jason. Never. <laughs> because made. there's no reason. But anyway, yes, I read your recent column on the, the uh, martyr syndrome, and, and I just thought, I'm glad. Not Larry, not Larry Martyr. <laughs> no, that would be the artistic genius syndrome. Mar- martyr. Yeah, martyr as in yeah, I can't well, hammer see. in the last nail. But yeah, it was very well done. And I'm proud like that, you, that you are among the four of us. Thanks, Home Dizzle. That's right. Nice. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, mine is, uh, I'm, I'm still, I'm still working through the awesome gift from Arnie at, uh, um, at C2E2, uh, HX Scarecrow on the forum, and he brought some stuff from Ale Asylum, and I'm having their Ballistic IPA, which uh, is uh, it is delicious. Uh, I mean, wow. it's an IPA. Talked about IPAs before. Uh, this is a very good one. Uh, a lot of pretty much every brewery has an IPA now. It's kind of like the 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 mid-sized car that they roll out with so everybody has one and there are some bad ones out there um this is is not in that category it is a very good india pale ale so uh so once again ale asylum in uh madison wisconsin cool now speaking of gifts Mm -hmm. no no wait be prepared to groan as loudly and as long as more more long longer than you have ever grown because you know that thread on the forum the uh i forget the name of it something about comic book regrets i'm Vince. this is my address send me shit no (laughs) no you know that the one thing where what's the biggest regret you have about collecting like some stupid you did in the past i had hulk 181 and i sold it yes remember uh, the one book that I most regret parting with, and I sold it and got a tidy profit, and have never been able to find it 
for a decent price since, and I regretted it from 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 the get go. Hmm. Uh, Mr. Travis Fowler, who goes by Travis on our board, but it's with two Z's, Travis. Uh, yeah, Travis. Yeah, he's the yeah, king of binding. He says uh, it's pronounced Travaz, like Travaz with a Z's. LOL. I wish oh. I was as cool as a Travaz, which sounds French. But anyway, Travis Fowler. I probably re- uh, pronounced it wrong again. Tra- I, 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 Travis and I Fowler. He's on, he's on Twitter as T Fowler. Yes, and he is the Binding King. He is. He is. And uh, so I, I, uh, he said, uh, he sent me a PM saying, uh, keep an eye out for a package. I sent it priority to you, and uh, so I did. And I thought maybe he had sent it to the old house because I, I don't remember ever giving him my new address, but I guess I did. Uh, so when I get home from work um, yesterday, was it yesterday? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. And the package was on the uh, on the porch, and I, it's kind of heavy. I'm like. What the hell does he did he send me? It 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 weighed about the about three bricks. I bring it in, open it up. The son of a bitch sent me Comics Two Thousand. That <laughs> that that two thousand page book from uh, the French yeah. publisher Le oh, Association. Wow. Yeah, 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 that yeah. I, it's a hardcover, two thousand pages contains more creators than I could ever I mean I can wow. name them all and it would take the entire running time of this show Chris Ware's in here uh Matt Brinkman uh, just every well, I shouldn't say every but if I bet that if you name an independent comic creator they're in here okay and like I said I uh, Ron Rage Jr's in here I'm just trying to Brian Ralph I'm thumbing through it just trying to find the ones that you guys could possibly um recognize uh i think peter cooper's in here pascal i'm in the peas obviously thomas ott mulinex is in here uh jesus it just keeps going on and on and on there's just a, an amazing array of talent the the best anthology definitely that i've ever owned roger langridge is in here and uh i sold it like an asshole and and out of the blue Travis Fowler, I guess he keeps tabs on the shit that comes out of my mouth because he knew I wanted Someone it and, and, and actually got it for me and, and, and sent it to me. And that is overwhelmingly generous. It is the most generous gift I have ever received. It's unbelievable. I was I opened the package and I was stunned. I said, no, there, there's no way that, that, that someone would send this to me. And get this. There's a, there's a small tear in the binding. And he's apologizing in the letter for the small tear. And it's like, what? I don't care if it was covered in poop. I mean, I got the book now. I can put it back on my shelf. I have, I can't begin to, David Collier, I can't begin to thank him for this. It's Uh, not easy being Vince. I I know, right? It's it's amazing. It's funny, too, that you mentioned Travis because he sent me on Twitter today a link to his blog where he's uh, he's getting ready to bind his, uh, he's got eight hardcovers coming of, of the complete Deadpool run. And, I saw uh, that, yeah. Yeah, he posted all eight of the, uh, you know, he custom makes the, the uh, dust covers, dust jackets, and uh, he sent them to me for my, my look over, and it was freaking beautiful stuff. I was just, he's so good at that stuff, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Cool. Now you know, you know the deal about this book, right? This Comics Two Thousand. It was created for the turn of the, like the millennium, and the, uh, the hook is they asked every creator to submit work that is not based in language. There, there is no text in any of these stories. So it's like so a G.I. Joe silent issue. It, it could be, enough said, it could be read, 
by anyone. It's cross-cultural. It doesn't matter what language you speak. You will understand all of these strips. And that's incredible in itself. But it's a special little book. You know, you had the, the, the Millennium and all these creators under one book. And it's a huge honk and tome. And, and it's mine again. Is that, that is nuts? Awesome. That's nuts. That is nuts. Thank you, Travis. I mean, I got to call him. It proves that because people love just, crazy. I know. <laughs> Yep. It just this is not sufficient. I'm going to call him and and thank him because it's just incredible. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I have a thank you too. Uh, before we get into the thick of things, uh, I think a week or two ago, probably two weeks ago, I had mentioned in passing uh, that I have never read Lucifer. Yes. Uh, and uh, and as as you were saying, apparently people listen. And uh, Mister uh, Jeppy, I hope I'm saying his name right. J e p p e. I believe it's Jeppy, right? Mm -hmm. Sounds right. Yeah, Mr. Jeppy <laughs> said like me. You got a box from Diamond? <laughs> no, no, not not Steve Jeppy. Uh, although Jeppy. David was talking to him earlier this week. <laughs> um, no, 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 Mr. Mr. Jeppy on our forums uh, was kind enough to send me uh, uh, the first two Lucifer trades, uh, which oh, uh, I, I nice. greatly appreciate. I, I and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna read them too sweet because I feel like it's the least I could do for such a generous uh, thought. So thanks very much, my my brother. I appreciate that. Hey, read the first one for next week. I'll do the same. All right, cool. Yeah. Nice. Mike Carey. Can't beat him. He's great. Yeah, I think that's because he, he knew I was a fan of uh, The Unwritten. And uh, and so, yeah. So I'm interested to see how this uh, how this stacks up. Yep. Good stuff. Cool. All right. Uh, there are no voicemails this time around again because I didn't, I didn't have the time to do them. It's been very busy. But they will return next week. For Shizzle, right. they will no return next week. I heard, and if, I, if it's any, a good thing because I heard that uh, I heard Mr. Uh, Matt Templar Burden left like five. Yes, oh, from he, Kapow. From Kapow. Yeah. I tell you what, that looks like a, a great little convention. I'm it, saying, right? Yeah, it looks yeah. like they're really clamoring for a show over there. I was. Yeah. Uh, I, I've wanted to go to uh, to either Bristol or um, oh, okay. uh, uh, Angoulême. I uh, that is still like the number one. Oh, that would be show awesome. That, I will go to Angoulême at some yeah. point, um, but Luca in in Italy is another one high on my list. But uh, um, but as far as like uh, UK shows, it looks like it looks like Kapow has has shot to the the top of the list. That that in, was in one great, show, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what a crazy. great what a great premiere! And uh, it looks like comic the comic fan base is alive and well in, in the UK. I mean, we don't we don't talk about it enough, but I mean, going back. You know, to even you know our early days on, on AC and bullpen bulletins, the the UK the UK listenership for comic book podcasts has always been yeah you're right very, you're right very, very large and in charge yeah and same here seeing yeah. the um yeah the Kapow thread uh, even I didn't like obviously I knew Burden and some mm -hmm. of the other guys were, were were Brits but I I didn't realize until the Kapow thread how how many other guys on the forum are uh, are UK uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Resonance, but you're Taylor, right. uh, mm -hmm. Pithers, they're all over. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's crazy. And uh, Matt sends me a picture of him and John Romita Jr. Like, ha ha, yeah, you pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, I got to say something about JRJR. Dude keeps himself in good shape because you're not be kidding. Yeah, he's got to be in his fifties, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Well, Shoot, look how old man. Papa is. Uh, yeah, Papa no, John. So, yeah. What are you Speaking talking about, Papa? You, did you, you see he you, just uh, he just drew a uh, Justice League uh, cover for? Um, for Hero Initiative, really? Yeah, Cedar, nice. Cedar. Yeah, I, I boy, the, those Hero Initiative that. Avengers covers that we saw at C two E two, they are going for a mint. 
They're making oh, a lot of money for <laughs> the oh, uh, the burn one went for uh, almost four grand. Damn, yeah, yeah. Oh, but you know, burn commissions are not cheap. Uh, sure. I, Is that I, a polar I, bear I, on it? No, no polar bear. Oh, stop! <laughs> so, uh, I need to throw out a uh, a thank you, and it's not for anything that anyone sent me. Well, kind of, but it was uh, uh, sent me uh, a PM, and it's a uh, um, uh, Sw- Swanee or Swaney uh, on the forums. Oh yeah, uh, I, people have you know heard about my love of Alien Legion and I've talked about how I, I really want uh, some art from the first six issues of, of that series. The, that's the, the Frank Sirocco run. Those are the ones that, not that the Stroman stuff was, was bad, but the, those like first six or so issues are so ingrained in, in my mind and, and just great nostalgia for, for that era whenever I was growing up. And uh, there were a couple Alien Legion pages that got posted on eBay last week, and, and Swaney uh, sent me a, a PM and said, hey, you know, check this out. If you, if you haven't been you know, combing the internets for, for uh, Alien Legion pages, and there was one page from like issue, I think it was like issue three, but then there was another page from the, the color graphic novel that uh, the epic put out the uh, a great day to die and the the page the black and white page was was nice but it was it was it wasn't like the page i'm like okay i'm done get looking for an alien legion page now but the page i got uh i went for the color page because i i don't have any colored artwork or i didn't until now and it is an Awesome page from uh, from a gray day to die with uh, with Saragar uh, fighting uh, uh, the android, and I won't spoil, but uh, it's it's not just a not just a, a robot that he's fighting. Um, great page, <laughs> it's yeah. It's, you read, read the graphic novel; it's awesome. Um, great page, but the side note on it is the guy that I actually bought it from on uh, on eBay is. Uh, uh, Steve uh, Mancus is that how you pronounce it? Yep, Steve Mancus, mm-hmm. the creator of Fish Police, yeah. is who I bought the page from, which is very ser- crazy. very serendipitous because we were just talking about him last week or two weeks. That ago. is pretty crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I now own an alien, an awesome alien legion page, and I bought it from the creator of Fish Police. So eighties all around. Only in America. Yeah, How yeah. now? That's not a, a Frank Sirocco page, is it? Yes, it is. Oh, it's, cool! It is it is penciled, inked, and colored by Sirocco. Oh, trifecta! Yeah, it's beautiful. It's awesome. And uh, and lettered. There's uh, a vellum overlay with the huh. lettering. Nice. Oh my God! You scored. That's real. It's cool. really yeah. it's really cool. Really cool. It's beautiful. We uh, we've seen it too. I mean, Chris, if you want to put it up in this episode thread, I'm sure the the folks at home would love to play along with us. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, I I will, and uh, and I think I also posted it. We had uh, Jason has. If you are interested in acquiring original art, Jason has the best sticky thread ever. That has. What? Yep. It is every. Uh, uh, Every original art dealer on the internets that we've been able to find, and uh, and people uh, have uh, helped us update it, and uh, and folks, uh, which is really cool, they'll they'll post their art finds in there. So it's a great way to kind of see the art taste of the uh, of the forum community. It's it's my favorite thread on the forum. Cool. Yes, sir. 
Let's jump into the comics. Get it done. Yes. Can I start with a downer, and then you can all pick oh, me up? Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought you characteristic for you. It is, and I was I was extremely disappointed in this book. You talk about Godzilla? No. Oh, damn. The, that, that too, that too. <laughs> this this, this, <laughs> this um, series is drawn by one of my top creators, one of my favorite artists in the whole entire world drew this thing, and the subject matter is right in my wheelhouse, so I thought, I am going to eat this up like the title character, Eating Brains, and when I was finished with this trade, it collects the first six issues, I believe. I was colder than than a, a zombie, and that's the 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 uh, name of the book. It's called uh, I Zombie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I Zombie, Dead to the World, written by Chris Roberson and drawn by the uh, disgustingly talented Michael Allred, colored by the Mrs. Laura Allred. Uh, Todd Klein is the letterer, and uh, I Zombie was created by Roberson and Allred. Uh, aside from the art, which um, is. I would say it's comparable to uh, Allred's great work. It seems to be a little lacking when you compare it to his Madman stuff. Yeah. It, it just doesn't seem as... He doesn't seem as enthused or as invested in the work as he but is. But it's certainly comparable he, to his X-Force stuff. Oh, it's, yes, it's good. yes, yes, yes. I mean, it, it's, the, the good. it's good Allred all art. Yeah. yeah, the art's good. It's not great Allred art. It's good. Uh, a lot of the expressions on the characters sometimes are a little underplayed. Like, they seem to be disconnected from what's going on around them. It's just like, should I stand here? Yes, Gwen, stand there and we'll just draw you. Uh, it, yeah, it's, I, I can, it's left me cold. I mean, a dead, a dead girl, we have a mystery. We don't know how she died, but she needs to consume human brains or she, uh, reverts to her. She'll become, you know, she'll become a mindless zombie. Mindless, shambling zombie. Or so she thinks, uh, as is explained later on in the series. I've seen many different iterations of the Groovy Ghoulies concept, the the Mad Monster Party, and uh, you know a zombie who has a, a were terrier as a friend and a ghost and a group of vampires. No ghost. Yeah, and a uh, a, a centuries old uh, quasi mystical temp Knights Templar style organization that hunts monsters. I mean. All of it is is old hat, and it just seems like when you throw it all together in the pot, it doesn't taste any better because there's a ton of ingredients. It's just I I finished it and I was like, yeah, I have no reason to read this series any further. I don't care how she died. I don't care about her relationship with this monster hunter. the The most interesting thing to me was the explanation of the soul, how there is an oversoul and an undersoul, and uh, Gwen is a revenant. That, mm -hmm. uh, you know, has somehow managed to retain both her over and under souls upon death, but the body is rebelling because that's not right. Cosmically, it's, it throws things out of whack. So, uh, she still needs to eat brains, but I don't know. It was just bleh. It was, it was tepid. It was kind of boring. And, and if it wasn't for the visuals, I don't even think I would have made it through the first trade. And I'm not saying it's written badly or poorly. It's not. The dialogue's pretty snappy. Um, it's just, 
it just is and i don't understand why you know it should be i should be jumping up and down monsters you know and and pseudo 60s stylings by mr allred and the the clothing is great and gwen's hot and she eats brains and she's a zombie but it just does absolutely nothing for me and i i feel a little bad but i gotta be honest it's it's not something i'm going to uh continue reading just gonna put it on the shelf because it's good old Mike's artwork, and I will look at it from time to time because of that fact. But otherwise, there's nothing here for me. It's just, it just is. So, and I'm sad. I'm sad because of that. I like the book. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, uh, uh, hey, it's not my it's not my favorite book, but uh, it's uh, no. I I love the Allred art, and uh, uh, Roberson has has written some other stuff that I that I've really liked. He's done, me too. Done the um, uh, the Cinderella, Cinderella books. Yeah, 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 yeah and they're great. Yeah. Um, from Fable Town with Love, and uh, yeah, I, you know, I really like the concept of this. I keep kind of waiting for it to uh, to really find its feet because I think that I think that something's there. Um, it's not my favorite book. It's right, certainly not the worst book on the on the stands. No, um, but uh, should, should yeah, you yeah. pay for a book to find its feet? Should you should you fund an experiment in in progress? That's oh, what I'm saying. I, <laughs> that's a that's a broad question. As, uh, you're going. Along, I mean, it's it's the journey to some degree, right? I mean, you're you're. It you know, is. It is. Yeah, but I mean, there we're are talking about fables the other day. You know, I mean, if you want to read a, a similarly themed book that I think is written better, pick up Chew. It's the same premise, almost. You know, almost, uh, almost. Well, almost. well I mean, so we're going to start comparing Superman and Captain Marvel. And no, like I'm just saying that this, there's something lacking in this title, and I don't know okay. what it is. No, I mean, and, I, and I don't feel that when I'm done with an issue of Chew. I feel satisfied. I, am, I feel like I it am, was a complete meal. I have not read any of the issues past the first arc and I have them sitting here I mean they, there isn't I I enjoyed the first arc and 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 like you it's it's because of the art uh but it's um it's pretty right now it's just yeah no it is it is but and and but like you said it's it's not it doesn't it's not it's not knocking me out of my speed it's still all red and I mean, even even not so great all red is still really good all red so it's but it, it it's just sitting here waiting for me to read, so it hasn't. I'm not moved enough to 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 read the past few months worth of, of issues. I will, but um, I don't. Uh, I dislike it as as, as much right. as, as as you did. But I mean, I, I hey, didn't. I did. That see, that's the thing. I didn't dislike it. I just didn't like it. And right. it, you, want, nothing... you wanted you you wanted to love it. And yeah, and I, and, yeah. I, I do. And I will I say that's... one thing, though. Uh, Mr. Allred should thank his lucky stars that he managed to cross paths with his Laura Allred because I never thought Allred's art could be improved by something other than himself, but she adds a lot. To, I mean, and he is she he is one of the top talents I think the medium has ever seen and to compliment a creator of that caliber with your additions that's not easy to do and and her coloring it just seems to fit it makes his art it, there it adds another dimension to his art it almost looks like and i've said this a million times we're looking at animation cells because her work looks like it's just floating below the surface yeah, of his right. line of his line work she gives mm -hmm. it a, a neat t there's a texture to it when she 
touches it. There's a nice tonal array, and it like I said, it, it almost looks like that that color art exists on a physical board, not not computer color. She probably does color computer on on Photoshop or something. But it just seems to me like it exists, and his art's on an overlay, and it's gorgeous. It's friggin' unbelievable, yeah. and that's what I loved about the book. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as David and Chris. I, I I read the first, I think, four issues, and I have all the rest just stacked up, and they're just in my to-read pile. Yeah. Um, and I guess it says something that I haven't made a point to finish the first arc, but um, but I definitely don't. I definitely enjoyed what I read enough that I've kept buying it with the intention of catching up. So yeah, I mean, it's it, enough Glenn of a mystery. There, yeah, sad for me. I mean, it, it, the the mummy dude and, and things like that. I mean, there are. I do want to see some of these questions answered. I do want to see the the, the mystery unravel a bit. So I'll, I'm going yeah. to stick it out. I'm not going to, uh, you know. I mean, I, I want to know more about about the vampire chicks and things like that. So I mean, there's there's enough there that that keeps me interested. But it's not. Um, yeah. it, I don't see, open up the DC box. Oh God, I got to read Eyes on me now. <laughs> That's but, the quickest way to turn me off a book is to hmm. drag out a mystery. Okay. I got no patience for that. Mm-hmm. Like espionage. Uh, yeah, I was like going to say, you, you, don't, yeah. you don't seem to like, uh, I mean, that, that... Yeah, don't that, make me guess, bitches. <laughs> Tell me yeah, if, if, uh, you, we, could, we could sort of carve out a little section of the comics world that, that clearly isn't your cuppa. True. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Section. Which is which is odd, because... Shut up, Christopher. What? Because I just said the, the, book, the, book I, the, the book I did like tonight, that I'm going to talk about later, is almost noir. Oh, almost. So, so, so really? Super. Yeah, that surprises me for the hell out of me. Uh, you you yeah. were probably uh, stance camp then with the whole Green Goblin mystery. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. I don't, I don't, I like the Wolverine thing. Nothing infuriated you, me more than just dragging, <laughs> than dragging. I know, I know. He said Stan. Then dragging that shit on for years and years it. and years say, and years. Say, say you agreed with Stan. <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> I, it's not going to happen. Oh, uh, I, we we got to give a little bit of love to um to 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 Battle Pug creator Mike Norton. Always, absolutely, oh. yeah. Um, I think all of us decided to uh, purchase the the little Four Star Studios yes uh, app and, double feature uh, action double, double feature, feature. one. Uh, and I'll 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 save. What I, I I emailed Mike because I had to ask him a question and 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 I'll get into that later as far as you know because I, I I had some feedback on the tech side of things but is was was this not the the, the coolest little anthology? Yes. Well, first of all, the app if you have it for your iPad uh, and it's and it's their studio mate uh, Josh Emmons who who developed the app I believe it is. Far and away, the best comic reader I've ever used for this reason. Beyond just being very smooth and the page turns are great and it's yeah. just it's very intuitive, you can view um, the entire book like four different ways. You can view it as you know finished with word balloons and just like you would any other comic. You can. Uh, turn the coloring, or you can turn the word balloons off, and Love you can that. look at you can look at just the colored art. You can turn the coloring off and look at just the black and white inked work. You can turn that off and see either original pencils or original layouts 
and go through the entire book that way. You can also turn on a DVD-style commentary and yeah. read read the creator's thoughts about story or process or art on every single page. Yeah, it is nuts. It, when, whenever you think about it, uh, it's like what what is the extra value that digital comics can provide to the end user that that the traditional paper can't this is it you get to see different different steps of the process and the creator's thoughts i mean the 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 idea of having like a watchman where you would be able to see pencils inks uh then the the scripted comic and with a dvd style commentary it's sign me up yeah. for a dollar the, yeah, yes. for a dollar. For, for, the for first a dollar. Two stories. And it, well, like Chris said, with the special features, it, you can never, I mean, we've, we've all read black and white comics. We're, we're fans of black and white comics. And we know that that, uh, that it takes special skill to create a comic book sans color because you have a lot less to work with. You have to use the, the blacks and the grays. And, and you can really tell, especially in the drag, Jack Kraken's story, how much the uh, the color really plays part in um, uh, Carlos Bedilla did the colors for this story, and it, it's Russ Campbell's art is, is great, but the color really makes the mm-hmm. the pages pop when when the colors add to the black and white artwork. Yeah, I'm going to give this to Mr. Tim Seeley for free. Jack Kraken is crackalackin. If he wants to use that, he could for free. Oh, but yeah. I gotta well, I'm say, sure he's running a cop- copy. I know, I know. Do you hear the little footsteps? Oh, damn, that's good. I know. Um, Norton's pencils. I got a kick out of them because, and and if if uh, you know how digital pencils are done, he this seems to be a combination of traditional pencils, and then he'll maybe go in after he's scanned them in and do a little bit of digital touch-up and like on the blacks and stuff and some panels. But early on, did you notice Norton's pencils are like super freaking tight? Yep. E- everything's in the panel. And then you get towards the last couple pages, it's like, oh, fuck, I got to get this done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you got a figure that's just like a thumbprint. Bloop, that's the figure that's right it. there. But well, it's amazing. I, th- I think a lot of that is the evolution of Mike's process because he's been working. The, the, the double feature is... is Two stories. It's the answer and um, uh, the crack. Wait, the Jack Kraken. Jack Kraken. Jack Kraken and the answer. And it's the the Jack Kraken is a character that Tim has had percolating for like twenty years. It's like one of those you know childhood characters that he came up with and has just never left his mind. And the answer. I know Mike's been working on the answer for oh yeah four years. Yep. I mean, it's at least. And it's cool because he's struggled with what to do with the answer because it's, uh, it is in in some ways a superhero, and so it's been a struggle for him while he was a DC exclusive, I think, to, mm-hmm. to you know how to release it, and and obviously now he's got the opportunity to, to let it let it out there and get it out there, which is great because like you said, he's been working on this for a long time. I mean, I've seen pages. Yeah. I remember he showed me pages at least two years ago. Oh yeah. It, so yeah. yeah. And it's uh, written by uh, by Dennis Hopeless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's off gearhead fame. Uh, yep, yep. The uh, often uh, collaborator with uh, with Kevin Mellon. So it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's top notch creators working yeah. on. Speaking, yeah. speaking of Kevin Mellon, by the way, I know we're jumping around here, but uh, you know we've we've all known Kevin for a long time, and uh, you know I, I like many guys like a like a Dave Wachter or something. I'd say that I, I when I first met Kevin, I thought he was a good artist. I, I I've seen him grow though leaps and bounds in the in the four or five years I've known him. 
to to yes. a point now where he's really starting to to really be really impressive. And um, I, for those that don't know, <clears throat> there's a Marvel book out this week, Shield Infinity. Yep. Yep. Uh, and uh, and Kevin is in this now. I'm pretty sure this is his first Marvel work. Um, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize, Kevin. But I'm pretty sure it is. And uh, I got to tell you, it's an auspicious start. Uh, so it looks beautiful. Uh, it, it looks really, really good. And uh, and I can only hope that this is you know an, ar- an a harbinger of, uh, of of more to come for him because because uh, I think I think the time is now for him. So yeah. you know, tell you it's it's been exciting to see you know a lot of the guys that 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 we've met over the years that were. I, I don't want to say you know toiling, but you know guys that were really honing their crafts and 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 coming along. And so you look at guys like like Mellon and and Chris Burnham. I mean mm-hmm. Burnham, Burnham, I mean, Burnham is, is freaking <laughs> Batman and Robin. Dude, Burnham's gonna, <laughs> Burnham's going to blow up. Oh it's, yeah. Yeah. This is this is this is the beginning of him becoming a a really really sought after artist. I think. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's cool. It's like, it's it's awesome. I'm 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 so happy for those guys. Yeah. Let's talk the, more about Norton. The the well the um the this so the, I mean we're 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 bragging about it because we're reading it on the iPad. It is available as a PDF, and and this was um yuck. This was uh, this was part of uh, why I tested Mike to begin with. Um, and first of all, I couldn't believe that these were two eight-page stories, especially. Jack Rack and I just I I couldn't believe it. I read all that and it was only eight pages long. You're yeah. right. That's true. That's a good point. Um, the uh, I, I I asked my you know who do I write to as far as feedback was because um, with like Chris said as far as technically it's it's a great app. My my major beef was the inability to zoom in, especially on on the double page first when you turn the iPad sideways and you can see both pages at once. Um, I like. Wait, what? You, you can't zoom in. Ooh, you can see both pages at once. Yes, when you turn it to the side. Yes. I didn't know that. Yes, um, but you, I, I, I like especially. I mean, to look at the, at Mike's art, or even you know, on on on, on the Kraken stuff. I mean, I'd like to really zoom in a little bit and see what's going on because when you turn it sideways, you, it, it's not as easy to read. Um, but I also know it's not. Now we all know because of. Being at at, at um, well because place to tweet and and we were at, at most of us were at Sado uh, Sado. We we um, I know we, <laughs> we we know that that the website is fourstarstudios.com dot com, but you wouldn't know that by looking at this app. So I, I was basically just trying to find out if if I'm missing something by by not having a link to the Four Star Studios. Website because if I'm already on my iPad and I want to look and see what else they might have gone because you could go to the website right now and see that Tim Silly has a sketchbook out that you can buy for for a buck or two, um, but there's no link in the app. There, there's also no. I thought it would be really neat if if where you have the uh, the credit box for for each comic, if you had a link to those creators individual websites for their blogs or whatever like that and, and that's not available too so it's just it's little things like that that I would love to see more of just so I could see more from Tim Seeley or Campbell or even you know go to IHateMike.com to check out more of Mike's stuff but that, that that's it I mean the content itself I have absolutely no problems with whatsoever I just like to see the app yeah. grow a little bit but other than that I 
for I mean the app itself is free. If you want to read the comic, you spend the buck and 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 really that's well worth it. It's well, well, well worth well, it. Absolutely. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's worth ten times that. Yeah. I mean, it, I will say, David, you mentioned Carlos Padilla's colors. Yes. Exquisite coloring. Seriously. Yeah. Like the the uh, the dummy face dudes and and uh, and even just 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 the shadows and, and the way. Yep. Working the hots and the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And and when um when he talks about the uh, the his backpack the the the, the air pressure and and. and he, how it's made by uh, it was created by the resident genius, the little thirteen-year-old or however old she is, and she's little and, and she's got the little blushing going on, and it's it's little touches like that. It just it it it's it's a great looking story, and even if I didn't care about the the subject matter, just staring at it is is well worth it. Yeah, the Jack Kraken character placed more to my taste. Than the answer, that but that 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 doesn't mean I didn't like the answer. Obviously, well, good. Uh, make sure you clarify because you don't like the No, no, I think they're both fantastic. I, I this is probably the best dollar I've spent on a comic in Jesus forever. <laughs> I mean, and it, did did I see that? It, does does Clay Moore have have a story working for that? Yeah, I think is so. It, Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I think is going to be drawn by Ryan Brown Ooh. from from God Hates Astronauts. Look at oh, that! Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Which so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Which I think it's going to be a horror horror double feature. They've got the action double feature. I think they're working on the horror double horrors. feature. That's yeah. cool. I'm yeah. there already. <laughs> and Devin is Good hot. Stuff. Devin is hot. <laughs> You know, <laughs> got to say it. So yeah, I was blown away, and I'm sure you guys were too. This thing is just incredible. Yeah, Chris is cool. Chris is right. I have to agree with Chris about the the app itself. If the other comic app that I use was this good, I I would probably be a happier person. But this blows it away, and it was a dollar, yeah. and I had to pay what nine dollars for that other one. Is that my comic deal? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's yeah. funny. I like comics a lot. I, I like do, it, but I mean, yeah. but it's it's kind of it's technically they're they're different. I mean, whereas now, at least with this app, with the First Star Studios app, you you're downloading um, comics right from there. It's the storefront, and then you can just read and everything from there. With with, with comics, there's a little bit more. Um, there's Maybe user interaction, but yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you really. But I mean, I I do think you get what you pay for. I think it's well worth it. So yeah. Well done, Mr. Norton, Seeley, and everyone else involved. This just blew me away. Yes. Um, unbelievable. Go do it. David, tell them where they can get it. iTunes, right? You can download you can, it from yes, iTunes. You can, oh, you can go to fourstarstudios.com and, and, um, and buy the PDF for those of you who do not have an iPad. If Losers. If you have an iPad, <laughs> you go to the App Store and, uh, so and, and look for... Uh, I'm a jerk. You should be able to... Do a search for any of the creators we just mentioned, or the uh, action feature, or Four Star Studios. And and once you download the app itself is free. You download the app, you're not going to be able to do much with it until you buy. Right now, the, the inaugural comic. But but once you buy that, now you can just go go home. Well, I've 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 checked it out probably once or twice a day. I've read them both, read both stories, but I just I love going back and, and looking at, at at Mike's line work and looking at the colors and and commentary. Yeah, yeah, the commentary is fantastic because because I just since we 
we've met Mike and we've listened to Mike, I hear the commentary definitely in his voice. It just I know his attitude and 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 it just it it reads like Mike sounds and and the uh, Celia's commentary on Jack Crack it, it was a lot more I think personal just because this is a character that you know, the Gripper's been around in, in, in his mind since he was a wee lad so it's, it's since, uh, since when when since when the Gripper sounded like a cool name <laughs> love those gloves <laughs> but it's you know it's I mean there, there are the stories themselves it would be worth it but the fact that you can you can scan through and see the process of how the the stories were made, that's worth it. The commentary makes it worth it. There is just, you get so much for your buck, it's not even five. Flat out, it's a dollar. Yeah, Come on. seriously. Yeah. Put the Twix okay. down and buy the damn hot book. <laughs> yep. Um, I, I, got, I got something. It's, uh, it, it falls into the Chris needs to apologize to this creator. Awesome. I love these. Love, these are my favorites. Yeah. They're so rare. Yes, it's not as rare as I'd like. Um, I, I I was quoted uh, uh, on the show as uh, thinking that Nick Spencer gets a little too much. <laughs> Where do you I think go? that Nick Spencer gets a little too much love out there. I think that uh, it's it's one of those that people are, are looking for the next the next hot writer, and and he's kind of uh, for uh, has been anointed as as the next uh, the next hotness uh for for the most part i i don't hate his stuff i just i don't see it as being you know incredibly spectacular but i did uh sit down this weekend uh at the urgings of uh of brian salazar and read the uh the jimmy olsen one shot oh i heard that's fantastic yeah it's it's really good it's uh uh i think i think what happened with dc is uh uh the the Jimmy Olsen uh they were what the eight, eight page uh backups that were yeah. in uh were they in action they were in action comics and uh and then the uh the Jim Gordon uh story that uh, uh Franco Francavilla um uh, uh, oh did I, I got my Fran- Francesco Francavilla right yeah Yes, uh, that he drew. That was that was the the backup for Detective. Well, when DC went to their holding the line at two ninety nine, they took the backups out of those, and so these last couple issues of Detective, you've seen that story uh, put together in single issue form. Well, the Jimmy Olsen one shot, I think, was the uh, the rest of the Jimmy Olsen inventory that they that they had for the backups, and now it's it's in one. Big ass one shot, and it was—I forget how many pages, but it was—it uh, was six bucks. It was five ninety nine, but it was—it uh, was great. I sat down this weekend, and it is—it's everything that you would want in a Jimmy Olsen comic. It's—it's it's funny. There's a great little action adventure story. It gets into the whole. Um, the the Superman mythos from you know from the the Daily Planet side, but you know Superman makes an appearance, but it's very much uh, a, a Jimmy Olsen story. I think uh, uh, Supergirl is in it more than more than Superman is, and it's just it was it was witty, it was funny. It, anyone that that takes the flying newsroom and turns it into into a spaceship is is thumbs up in my book because that's <laughs> awesome i love the flying newsroom <laughs> yeah i haven't I'm, i want to read that soon because i don't have it yet but i need to go and get a copy because uh 
you're not the first person that I've heard absolutely rave about this. In fact, a few people uh, that I whose opinions I generally respect have said it's probably one of the best <laughs> like singles. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't. Know. No, I didn't mean it like that. No, I just. Mean, I did. No, I, oh. a few people have said that they consider it the best issue that they've read in in a long time. Wow. Like, it was it was it was really good. It was really good. Um, plus, um, Smallville fans um, will be happy because oh, Chloe Sullivan's in it, right? Because yeah, because Chloe. Is, shut up. Dave. That that show has been <laughs> out for good. ten. I have I have all fucking the DVD series. So don't even try it. I can't <laughs> have DVDs. So relax. Um, but yeah, Chloe is is probably easily the number two character in this. Um, she's she's Jimmy's uh, now ex girlfriend, and pretty much the uh, the majority of the story is is about him being very very jealous and trying to win her back. And, uh, and so nice. there's a, lo- a lot of Chloe in this. Awesome. So. Well, you know, you're on a hot streak with me, Chris, because uh, a week or two ago you said that Detective was the hotness with Scott Schneider. And I'm loving American Vampire, so uh, I went and picked up uh, all of his issues. And uh, Detective's really fucking it's good. It's really good. You're right. Yeah. Schneider. See, it's funny. I, I I agree with you. I think Spencer's the hotness right now. He's getting a lot of jobs, and he's definitely seems to be the new it boy. And I can understand because he's he's put out a lot of stuff very quickly. But I'm with you in that I think Scott Snyder, at least to my taste, has been a higher hit rate so far. Like I, I would put Snyder up there with like how Hickman was when he was turning out his own creator and stuff real quick there and that everything I've read of Snyder's has been a home run for, for me so far and that includes Detective I think it's 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 been terrific yeah, um, but, but what I like about Snyder is that he's not the next Brubaker or the next Bendis or the next Hickman I, I think he has um, he has his own voice and his own style and I, and I and I like that a lot about his stuff yeah for sure absolutely well, cool. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're digging on that. Yeah, absolutely. It was really good. Look at you guys. Kiss. Oh, I know. Show the love. So, Jason, while you have uh, commanded the attention, why don't you keep rolling with that? What do you got? Um. Well, I talked with you a little bit about this uh, because uh, I picked up um, a hardcover uh, of. I get I get all the X titles in single issue. Always have, but uh, the one exception actually is the Astonishing X Men. And that's mainly because, um, like, when Warren Ellis took over and did the whole ghost box thing, uh, and then, you know, I love Alan Davis, and then he and Alan Davis do it. It's just the whole thing kind of just didn't work for me, let's say. So I didn't, I didn't, I just decided, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to wait on this. And, and, and then I just, uh, there was a sale on one of the sites. I don't even remember what, if it was T-Fall or, one, you know, one of those places had a big sale, and so I bought a couple things, and I, I picked up a while ago, actually, the whenever it came, the Astonishing X-Men Exogenesis, which is, uh, oh, collects yeah. uh, the, uh, that, that miniseries, which is Warren Ellis, the writer, and, and, and Kari Andrews is the, uh, oh, the artist. Finished? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it finished, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I, I went in, I should put the comment, I went in having really no expectations beyond, you know, that... I mean, I didn't come in thinking I was going to love it or anything. Um, but it, it's... Uh, I, the reason why I say I mentioned it to Vince is because I know a lot of the preview art that had come out when they solicited showed, let's say, very distinctive uh, uh, imagery of some of the characters. Most notably, uh, Emma, uh, drawn with a, a, a let's say, a pumps in a bump. Yeah, she looks, <laughs> she looks like she sing, single-handedly saved the Tasty Cake Company. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Viva la crimpet. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But uh, so I, I would cons- I would say before this book I, I would cons- consider myself a Kari Andrews fan. Oh, um, you know, <laughs> wow, uh, David! <laughs> David. Wow. David David's still mad about the uh, uh, the Spider Man. Uh, no, I'm good. Fame. I'm good. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> admittedly, you know, having not seen, read a lot of his work, but 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 from what I'd seen, I was you know pro- I didn't go in thinking I, I didn't avoid it because of him. Put it that way, um, but. I just it just didn't work for me. Um, it, it just it didn't work for me. Um, again, I don't have an issue if an artist wants to get creative with the way they depict characters. I mean, that's their that's their right, and sometimes it can be all for the better. But I do have an issue when it's inconsistent. That that bothers me. Like like I don't care if you, you know, like we. Uh, what was the artist that um, that did those issues of Sword? Um, you you oh, know what I'm oh, talking. Oh 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 oh, Steven Sanders. Yeah, Steven Sanders. A lot of people gave him flack for the way he drew the Beast, which was very much out of of any kind of style guide. But the, I said that you know, again, I, if you didn't like the way he drew it, that's okay. I but my point on that one was that at least he drew him consistently. Like that was his vision yeah. for the Beast, he drew yeah. him consistently. I, I, I don't. Again, maybe maybe Andrews was going for this, but I just as I'm reading this, it's just you know, page to page, the characters didn't look the same, and I, I don't. And again, I'm. I'm for all I know, that's his intention. You know, maybe he just that's that he feels like that's expressive and and, and that works for him. And then, hey, more power to him. He's far more talented artist than than I could ever hope to be. So, I, but 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 for me, as I'm reading it, it, it's just tough for me to to see Storm or Emma or Beast drawn to my eyes completely differently in different pages of the same book. Now, um, does that fit? thematically with the story because I haven't read it like is that a concept well that would... and there's where we get to the other part so I, I honestly didn't didn't know maybe I, my bad for not doing a little research I did not know that this basically was a continuation of the ghost box storyline oh and uh, <laughs> I got about an issue and a half into it oh did we lose oh, Jason no we no, didn't he was just talking yeah we'll have to Stop and get him back and continue. Oh boy! Oh no, no, boy! No, my bad. I, actually, oh, no, I hit my mute button. Sorry. Oh, that's too funny. <laughs> no, my bad. I was sitting here talking and I sat up and I hit the mute button. No. Um. What I was saying is, is yeah, it picks up with the ghost box again, which just oh, did no. not. I was just not into that whole concept in the first place. So clearly, Warren Ellis is just on this whole ghost. He, I'm getting the sense that for as long as he's he wanted to do astonishing characters, he wanted to do this ghost box theme, and. uh <laughs> Homie, don't play that. It just didn't work for me. So, do, do you know what a ghost box is, as far as paranormal research is uh, concerned? Well, I didn't until until I it does read now. the ghost box <laughs> first few issues, and then said, "What the hell is he getting at?" And then yeah. did the Wikipedia it's, it's, thing. But it's, yeah, it's pretty cool, but it's entirely random. I mean, yeah. they, they attribute meaning to these flashes of content that uh, yeah i mean because a tarot card reading is all random too but i think they're reaching sometimes with some of the concepts they pull out of a ghost box but Mm -hmm. anyway yeah yeah so i mean just and for those that aren't i mean the premise is basically that uh and and again it's somewhat of a well-worn premise these days it's that uh in in a small town in africa um lots and lots of babies are being born uh and they're being born mutated which sets off a lot of alarms because, you know, there aren't supposed to really be any new mutants uh, popping up and certainly not as babies because, you know, most mutants uh, manifest their powers at puberty. So the X team goes to check it out and uh, it turns out it's it's really more of a byproduct of one of the X uh, ghost box type of things. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, like you said, sometimes you sometimes you win, sometimes you don't when you right, buy something. So, right. Um, 
but you, you, yeah. you need to hop online somewhere that uh, contains an array of cover images and check out Kari Andrews's string of covers that he did during the Bruce Jones the Hulk stuff. era of right. the Hulk. Yeah, Those Apple covers are spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. Each one is nicer yeah. than the one before it. But uh, you're right. I I took a look at this Ghost Box thing. Not that I would have bought it anyway, but the fact that Warren Ellis had written it, that was a, a kick in the buy column for me anyway. But as yeah. soon as as soon as I saw the art, I was nah, no thanks. Have you. we have we learned to kind of steer away from Warren Ellis's no. um, <laughs> mainstream work? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think so. I mean, I, I was going to ask Jason if he read the uh, the last, I guess, arc of Astonishing that was uh, penciled by Phil Jimenez. No, I haven't. No. Okay, that that was. I, I guess that was kind of like a break between the first part of of Ghost Box and then this the the, the card Andrews drawn. Is um, is that the one with the brood missiles? Yes. That, yeah. That's a great story. That yeah. is okay. a great story. Yeah. So, so in other words, you're saying I've read the two of the three that that I that that's I didn't enjoy. Yeah. Nice. So so, so 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 finish off with the good stuff. Um, okay. No, it's it's really good. It's really strong, and and um, and it was it was a good. It it I've it, it reminded me more of of the Wheaton Cassidy astonishing, whereas you know just just the way the characters kind of work together, and and it was and it was a cool funky story as far as all of um, mm -hmm. it, at first glance it just looks like all of the X-Men's old enemies were all just coming to attack and, and it's just it's it, it's I think it's a pretty neat payoff but it was just it was like okay so we got Sentinels we got Brood we got you know so I, what else can, can come at us and, and the way it, it all works out and it was but it and, and it, it looks real pretty because yeah it, it's a minute, nice. So it's, it's good but, but David, you, I thought of you as I'm reading the book because uh, you would not, you would have a conniption with the way he drew Scott. <laughs> I know. I mean, he drew Scott like he was uh, like Sabretooth. I mean, like like wrestler <laughs> pig. No, no slim to it, huh? No slim uh, whatsoever. I mean, yeah, cool. Like Superman big. When it, I, I, I don't know if you guys ever thought about this when when Jason mentioned the way things aren't consistent. There have been times where over, over the years I've been reading comic books where if I find that a character isn't illustrated to, to, to my liking, I tend to look at, as I'm reading the story, I'll pretend that this comic book I'm reading is actually a story that's being relayed by an eyewitness by someone else, so things often will, will be askew, and this way it kind of helps me that's they, weird, man. That's no, really that's weird. Dude, that's coming from me. That's weird. <laughs> <All right. laughs> like, damn, this weirded out Vince. I know, it's suburban. What can I say? It's back to us. All right. <laughs> You're pretty. I, I got something to gush over. And it's from a company I don't think I've mentioned in the 155 episode, Blue Water. Damn it! You stole my joke. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not, it's not Blue Water. I don't think I've ever mentioned this company before. Uh, it's from Moonstone. Oh sure. Oh, that would be my second guess. Yeah. yeah. Southside. Uh, I I like what Moonstone does. I I love the fact that they're they focus on the old pulp characters and Southside of Chicago. By the way, that's why. I said oh really. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Like uh, they were at, uh, Windy City, as I recall, right? Yep, yep. That's cool. uh, yep. 
great great folks and they've they've recently uh i guess acquired airboy and the the uh the valkyrie i think uh, they do a Coal Shack, the Night Stalker uh, series of books, Zorro. Right. I mean, it's all, you know, classic. Well, Coal Shack isn't. And the, well, I think they lost the license to the Phantom. Did they lose the, the I think the so. I think so. Oh, but they have, the, they have the Avenger and Shauna the Sheep. No, uh, Sheena, yeah. Queen of the Jungle. Sheena, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Green Hornet, Honey West. And this is just they for posterity. Green Hornet, I thought that was uh, they, Hornet issues with that they they both uh, have uh, have some have uh, some to the public to the domain corner. stuff but if they yeah. have airboy i'll read the shit out of airboy uh, be careful pre uh preview them before you buy so oh, yeah. 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 i remember um, i remember the um uh what eclipse yes eclipse with uh, uh oh. chuck dixon and edited by cat ironwood i love that book hell Got yes that's so a no-brainer but it's so Anyway, this is just for posterity. It's an ad in the back of the book. I will say that and Anne Francis was a stunning woman. A stunning woman. But anyway, the book I'm, I, I bought today for two ninety nine is the first issue of The Spider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Remember when uh, Tim Truman did... Uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, Al, what was it? Alcazar or Alazar did the, the, worked with him on that. Uh, a two-series a two of three bookshelf prestige uh, format issues. and uh, But this was written by Mr. Martin Powell, colored by Jay Piscopo. I loved him on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Uh, letter, lettered by Josh Aitken. And do you know who drew this uh, spider story? I do not. Filipino Invasion. Mm. Pablo Marcos. Stop playing. I'm not playing. I'm not playing. The The book is split into two stories. Uh, both of them are period pieces set in the Great Depression. Uh, they're, they're both 11 pages. The spider story is really cool. I mean, it, it's it's a throwback because it it reads like a Bronze Age horror story right out of, you know, maybe Monsters Unleashed or, or Tales of the Zombie. And I'm trying to distance myself from the fact that I've been reading Pablo Marcos's stuff forever, and whenever I see his artwork, it always takes me back to that Bronze Age, like uh, sure. you know, images of Simon Garth and Conan and Morbius and Damien Damien Hellstrom and that Man Bat series that he did for DC. I mean, it's kind of hard to separate an artist like Pablo Marcos from the time in which he was king or at least among the top of the heap so uh, seeing this gave me a, a comfortable feeling and it's because of that warm and fuzzy bronze era that i love so much but it's really well done i mean it, i don't know when this was drawn but the guy has not lost a lick of his skill awesome and it's it, it, he either inked himself or was very judicious in the parts that he inked because you can see some of the pencils in some of the panels. But it's not, it's, does not look unfinished. He, he uses. It was the done there with intent. Yeah, he'll use the pencils as maybe a, uh, a textural thing or to enhance a shadow here and there. But for the most part, it's inked. Or they're really dark pencils. But it looks like it's inked to me. And, uh, the setup is really neat. The uh, the spider, who is um, a man named Richard Wentworth, 
millionaire playboy by day, vigilante known as the spider by night. It's kind of the same setup as the Bruce Wayne Batman story. Uh, he's got the funding to do whatever he wants. He wants to fight evil, and he goes out at night in a slouch hat, a face mask, wig, and fake fangs, and he fights the forces of evil. But unlike Mr. Bruce Wayne, the spider does not have an aversion to handguns. He uh, He's sporting uh, two pistols, John Woo style, in, in this issue. And uh, if you're in, in his way, he will shoot you. <laughs> it's, it's pretty neat. But uh, his fiance, uh, a woman named Nita Van Sloan, makes a frantic call to the commissioner, uh, Commissioner Kirkpatrick. And again, you have this uh, Batman-Gordon type relationship between... Uh, Wentworth and, and this Kirkpatrick commissioner guy, like, they're tight, but the, and the commissioner kind of has an inkling that, that, uh, Wentworth is in fact the, uh, the spider, but he's never been able to prove it. So, if you like Batman, you'll like this. That's, that's, I guess that's what I'm saying. So, uh, the commissioner gets a frantic phone call from, uh, this Nina Van Sloan, who was out visiting one of her ill friends out in the country and the spider knows this because he's she's his fiance and the commissioner doesn't get any information just like hey that was nina and she she hung up and it was she seemed kind of upset so the spider heads out um to to save the day and there's a graveyard and there's an army of shambling modern prometheus prometheus in in the in the vein of the frankenstein uh monster there's these patchwork men that attack him from all angles meanwhile his girlfriend his fiance is strapped to an operating table and is being worked on by daphne's father uh this mad scientist type dude that we 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 think is trying to save his daughter by uh experimenting on these these shambling monsters and and uh this nina van sloan but there's a an o henry type ending the tables are flipped and the villain is not who you thought it was initially and it's all done in 11 pages you know i mean if, if you like nice. if you like the good old uh marvel, marvel yeah i mean the, the pulp factor is definitely there it's it is the spider uh, and it's a period piece, and it's very much in the vein of the old Marvel black and white magazines. But really neat, there's one color used throughout this entire issue. Uh, aside from the black and white and gray, it's, it's, uh, there are panels that are enhanced by red. So the majority of this story is in black and white, but the uh, spider's, the inside lining of his cape will be red, his tie is red, and naturally the skin they use uh, a very like a pinkish for skin tones in some panels but it, it's a really unique look and it's printed on newsprint like thick, thick nude, so it's nice it, uh, you it, got it, me yeah yeah yep and uh, the backup story is a character called operator five which is another uh one of those pulpy characters uh written by gary phillips illustrated by roberto castro who manages to hold his own against Pablo Marcos. This art Ooh. is really tight. I mean, it's, again, you would think, not only is it a Great Depression period piece, you would think this was pulled from a Marvel black and white magazine. The art is really sharp. In the in the wheelhouse of the Filipino invasion, that's saying huh. a lot. It's very well done. Yeah, yeah. That's and big it, this is See, this is something I... I 
previous to this issue, I haven't been able to say for Moonstone. Like some other stuff would be really good, but then there'd be a shortcoming yeah. maybe in the back of the book. Right. This is this is all solid front to back, cover to cover. The art in this is fantastic. The story, the stories are. They're, they have a gosh golly gee whiz factor. Like some of the, uh -huh. especially in the, in the spider, uh, the, the ending is really funny. The spider says, we all wear masks, my love. And sometimes the masks wear us. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. You know, no, but you got to take it for what it is. It's a, next week. It's a pulp character. You know? sure. uh, no, it's great. You, you, kind of, you expect that stuff. Right. But operator five is, uh, he infiltrates a white supremacist group known as the Nordic Cross, led by uh, Reverend Gallows... <laughs> led by this guy named Reverend Gallows Sloan Mather. Now, that should ring a bell right there because he's a direct descendant of Cotton Mather. Uh, so uh, Operator 5 quickly rises in the organization's ranks and he earns this status as one of Mather's hand-picked elite soldiers in the coming Holy War. And he has the tables turned on him, too, in the end, by a sexy pawn of the Reverend who slips him a Mickey oh. and subjects his addled mind to a Nazi Dr. Meinhof's mind-controlled headband. Yes. And and this Cotton, not Cotton Mather, but this descendant of Cotton Mather is, is, is uh, feeding him uh, very hateful, uh, racist um, information. Who's Cotton Mather? Cot who's Cotton Mather? Google him, man. Well, um, you, why, you'll give me the oral history of Savage Dragon, no, but I asked you who Cotton Mather <laughs> is, and you're so go look it up. No, oh, go, I'm go look at you're breaking my stride here. The uh, <laughs> the um, the dialogue in this is is tough. If you are a member of the um, the races being uh, hated. You may find this a little bit hard to, to, to swallow, but it's, it's very much of the period. Uh, these guys infiltrate Kurtzberg's deli. There's a tip of the hat right there. And the, uh, the slurs, Jew boy, kike, you know, kike, um, uh, yid. No, I mean, this is how these people they don't, they're not, they're not stingy with their, their, their racial slurs and, it's only in the first couple pages, but it does make you hate these people. Uh, so, you know, mission accomplished. And uh, it's really cool because Operator 5 is in with these guys, and they're tearing the place up, and a cop comes in, pulls a gun, and just before blood could can be spilled, he steps in and clocks the cop. But we know that's because he's trying to save a life instead of, you know, actually helping out these... these uh, these uh, white supremacists but it's really really well done the, the women are stunning there's a scene towards the end when the the vixen is in the room with operator five and she's got this sheer negligee on and uh -huh. it's it's just the the shadows are perfect you can see the arch of her back and just a little bit of the crack in her butt and it's all light Ooh. and shadow no it's really nice very well done very well done i'm telling you it don't take my word for it. Get to a comic shop. Look through Moonstone's uh, first issue of The Spider, and you'll see for yourself the art is really spectacular. You may have to take a lot of the writing for uh, as it is because it's it's it it's very in tune with what the pulps were. They're they're sensationalistic. They're the the, the, per, the prose is very purple. 
and and very uh, more in the first story than in the second. Let's just put it like that. And you know who did the cover? Dan, Dan Brereton oh, did the cover. Nice. So it's you're winning yeah, every yeah. every way you turn. You're top winning on bottom, this book. Yeah. Two ninety nine top notch art, great cover, uh, judicious use of a single color. It's great. Go get it from Moonstone. Do it. Yeah. Really surprised. I'm going to add it to my to my order whenever I see it anymore. Aww. Yep. How's that for uh, praise? See, I've redeemed myself. Would you consider yourself a, a fan of, of of most pulp characters? I love some pulp characters, like Doc uh, Doc Savage. Love them. Tarzan. I have uh, some well, of I the spot. He was doing something with Doc Savage. Yeah, that doesn't exist. I, I have some huh. uh, some some of the Spider novels by Norvell Page. I love pulp characters, oh. most of them. Like the Avengers, great, but. When it slips into that noir, when they get like the shadow, eh, I don't have too much love for the shadow. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah, I I don't like cloak and dagger and 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 political stuff and 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 spies and espionage. Oh, you're breaking I, Chris's heart. I, I don't. I I can't. I can't read it. I have no relation to it. None. But when you got Doc Doc Savage, you know the man of bronze who has a group of what are essentially scientists around him, and he's globe hopping with all these borderline paranormal cases that i can i can gobble that up that's the hotness yeah that is the hotness and tarzan i don't think there was ever a better written pulp character than than burroughs tarzan those books are fantastic i appreciate tarzan i don't think i'm a huge fan of the character though oh i am i love him right. i know you just like those bare-chested men lord yeah, that's true like kazar yeah Hey, speaking of Kazar, uh, <laughs> what a segue. There you go. Any of you read Scar, King of the Savage Land? Uh, I plan on it. I haven't done so yet, though. Chris, did you read it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Is he around? David is exasperated from that one. <laughs> where, where, where did, where did, where did Chris go? Like, uh, David sounds like Burt Reynolds when uh, when they show the Cannibal Run outtakes and him and Dom DeLuise can't stop laughing. Yeah, Chris, are you here, buddy? Maybe he's doing something I with the dog. I was. This issue was hot. Uh, oh, I'm by, sorry. You can't hear me. No, we couldn't no, hear I, you. I, I, I pulled oh, the you no. Oh. No, yeah. this you didn't read Scar King of the Savage Land, did you? As I said the first time on mute. Fuck no. Oh, but you sh you should really take a look at it. Uh, not only is it Scar, it's uh, Kazar and Shauna the She Devil, which is and my girl. yeah, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and there's uh there's Have a villain. Secret Invasion. I'm just curious. I don't I don't know. Um. Well, I think some of the uh, Savage Land oh, history. Oh yeah, you know what? We saw them um, in uh, Claws. The uh, the female Black Panther miniseries. Oh, okay, okay. He had to okay. go to Savage Land looking for vibranium. Oh, with a K, and, uh, right? Okay, mm. I got you. And and there's another villain that's I'm I'm assuming going to be popping up in the Savage Land be as uh, the result of the ending of uh, the Grim Hunt. So, but anyway, uh, scars tromping around the Savage Land. You know, he's reconciled with Daddy, and now he's looking for a place to fit in, and he's punching T-Rexes and, and just having a, a grand old time. And uh, he's kind of at odds with Shauna uh, over his, uh, well, I don't know really how to put it. He's he's kind of, 
you know how Scar is. He's kind of in your face. And when you have a host like Shauna, she demands a certain level of respect, I would think. And Scar's not too willing to, to dish up the, uh, the respect to really anyone. Cause he is the strongest one there is. But, uh, in, in, as a result of his battle with, uh, a couple of dinosaurs, Scar frees this thing from, uh, the, he, he battles another a robot and he, he knocks the robot around and frees this, what I'm thinking is, uh, someone, uh, with which Shauna the She-Devil is intimate. Like, uh, it was in this container and the robot's foot cracked the container and this red mist kind of spews out into the, the Savage Land, uh, and they focus on a pterodactyl. And I'm thinking, when was the last time we saw that, uh, Sauron from the X, the, the, uh, famous... the beginning of New Avengers? The first time around? Oh, really? I mean, he's been in Marvel Comics recently? Nah, probably not. With the, I don't know about the, the past. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I remember he there was there during Breakout. Yeah, and he hmm. was. I don't know if this game before or after Breakout, but he was in the Weapon X series. Oh, okay. Well, it, it's probably not it Sauron, but... because this the release of this entity really plays with Shauna's mind because there's this uh, meeting between all the different uh, factions of the Savage Land and Kazar's there in a suit and tie with nice. Zabu and they're going over bullshit and he's completely bored and Shauna breaks in and starts hacking at people with a sword and proclaims yeah, yeah she proclaims the Savage Land is mine I will oh. show you I will show you all its true power and there's a couple so she's things stepping out on Kazar I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple things that really went, huh? Made me, uh, raise an eyebrow because it, uh, there's a, there's a Kazar miniseries coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm thinking, yeah, no, I'm thinking. Did, did you see? Yeah. There I is. Did, I didn't normally see. Ha- normally it would have me excited, but. Yeah, there's that. But I don't like the way I, it looked. I, I think. Yeah. There's going to be a rift between Shauna and Kazar. I mean, uh, this is irreconcilable differences when she proclaims the savage land is hers and i think shauna and uh scar are gonna hook up because that would that would be some nice that would be some nice uh (laughs) stuff that they can uh extrapolate in a kazar mini you know and keeping it keeping it tied to uh the hulk and uh last page i'm gonna spoil it because this will make you buy it uh, there's a, or there's not a, buy it. No, this will make this will make you buy it. There's a gigantic red T-Rex with a little monkey boy on its back. Yeah, it's ah, all I'm saying. It's, like it's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, gee, thanks for ruining that. Oh shit, moment. Oh come on, Devil Dinosaur, you need to buy this. It, it, Devil Dinosaur. It's 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 Devil Dinosaur. With this is awesome. You're worse than a, that's true. That's not you're like, worse than a carton of eggs that's been sitting on the back deck for a month. Oh snap! <laughs> uh, by the yeah. way, actually, I just want to clarify because I was made a little joke there about the uh, Kazar miniseries is coming out. Actually, I don't expect that the uh, there'll be any issue with the art. Um, it's actually going to be penciled by uh, Pascal Alizé, which uh, he hasn't done a lot of of Marvel work, but I know I first saw him in a um, a Punisher one shot where actually Punisher battle was like stuck out at sea. Hmm. And he actually ends up battling a whale, and you guys know I love oh, whales. Oh, I remember that one. So, and I know, <laughs> yeah, and I knew Alizé's done some of. Uh, I know he's done some, uh, like he did some of that Roy Thomas adaptation work. So oh. I think he'll be fine. But my issue is that it's written by Paul Jenkins. So, oh, oh, I don't think that's a terrible thing, is it? 
Well, really? Paul, Paul, come on. He's, he's got a long way to come back from the from the yeah, maybe this will be his comeback, maybe. Okay. Because I'd and, say, uh, Paul, Paul Jenkins wrote some great Spider-Man and spectacular Spider-Man issues. It's yeah, I really enjoyed uh, a couple of the mythos stories, but yeah, the 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 Sentry and and some of the Frontline stuff. That's yeah, not my favorite. But uh, <laughs> you're not you're not talking the original Sentry miniseries because that no, was great. The, he, no, oh. it's no he. Well, it was it was it was okay. I'm sure. I mean, everyone had read Mar or Miracle Man, um, oh, but yeah, the uh, the, uh, the what was it the 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 Re Fallen Sun. Fallen Sun. Was that oh, okay? Yeah. 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 And nestled in the back of the book, they're pulling me in again, is a one, two, three, four page preview for something called Planet Red Hulk. Oh, you see them pulling me in again. I can't not buy this. I'm sorry. I need to buy this. Planet Red Hulk. Who's, uh, who's on art on that? Carlo Paglion. Oh, nice. Cool. Okay. Yes, it's beautiful. He, Written he, by he Jeff does, Parker. He does you got you got gray skinned warriors riding bugs in space, and the Red Hulk is caught in a big green web. Oh my God! I'm a sucker yeah, for this I'm shit. On it. I'm yeah. On it sure. Planet Red Hulk, Christopher. Just don't be so jaded. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not. I just wanted to know what David's been reading. Actually, um, <laughs> well done. Dick. Dick. Something recently. I don't know if anybody else talked about this. Jason, you read uh, Zombie Number One, right? Uh, um. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. You, I didn't hear you. You said Zombie. Yes. Yes, sir. What'd you think? Uh, oh I wait. Before it. you wait. Before you. T oh, oh damn. What yeah, did sorry. I? What did I write to you today on the on the message board? Let's see how well my instincts. Playing. Oh yeah, I do recall. See, um, yeah. I, I I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, and I I, <laughs> I, uh, I I thought that um, a couple things. One on the the uh, on the art tip, um, I, he's pretty adaptable. Like he he, it definitely is a, new, a little bit of a new look for him. Uh, Irving, I thought. What's that? Fraser yeah, Irving. That, yes, Irving. Yeah, I can see that. Like I thought it was a little like the I thought the 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 like the outline of the character, like Irving seems to always, well, at least in recently, it seems like he's had a much more distinctive, like almost black, almost like charcoaly line around his characters, sort mm -hmm. of almost like they're kind of planted into the scene. Okay. Um, but this is almost, it seems just a little more, I don't know if conventional is the word, but it seemed a little more uh, traditional, you know, it, but I liked yeah. it. Um, but I'll tell you, it's, it's one of those books where it was all over the place. I mean, they make a lot of us. The writing, the 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 writer makes a lot of assumptions. I think about uh, someone's ability to follow a lot of non sequiturs, um, which it, it totally worked for me. And I have to say, I think part of the reason it worked was because of Vince's uh, soliloquy when he gushed about it. Because oh yeah, yeah, some of the things that that were in there seemed a lot more um, linear because I kind of knew they were coming and I didn't know what order they were coming, but I, but Vince had explained them, so I I wasn't sort of like piecing it together. Um, I don't know how to read it uh, blindly, just on its own. If I would have been more like, what's going on here? You know? Um, <laughs> but uh, but I thought there were some really cool out there concepts. I mean, like the the prison being like a shrunken down, like, yes. like was awesome. I mean, the nuns was awesome. The nuns were uh, hilarious. Yeah, I, you know. Uh, I, None I, your business. 
Um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, and again, talk about sort of the racial thing. I, I um, you know, we talked a lot of recently about milestone and, and that kind of thing. And, and I, I didn't realize that the character in zombie was, was Asian. I, I yeah. assumed he was, he was African-American, which is my bad. Um, so, you know, that was interesting. Um, there aren't too many, honestly, there aren't too many Asian characters in, in mainstream comics. I mean, as I've been talked about, there really aren't. Shang-Chi. Like, but I'm saying, you know, well, that's you saw, I'm ah, saying like, okay. especially ones that aren't stereotypes. Brian uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I, I, so yeah, I, I, uh, I thought it was pretty groovy. I, I really, um, I, I definitely can see why, why it was so well received. And I also frankly can see though, why it's a book that probably will have a relatively short shelf life because yeah, I, I, I definitely don't think it's, it's not, it's not, uh, Linear enough to probably appeal to a wide enough audience. It, it was, well, it, it doesn't. It doesn't have claws in it. If, if it's it was too damn smart. Book, I think. Yeah, it, it would. People would know. It's got the DC bullet on it, so it, it, it's going to have that superhero stigma attached to it. But if it right. was an independent book like Chew or something like that, I could see it lasting a little. Longer. Yeah, I agree. Well, and also too, because I think the other caveat to that is that were it a book like an indie book, you know, sales of Five six thousand in the direct market would be good enough to justify keeping it going. Whereas, you know, at DC, I don't know what the first issue did, or we'll find that out. But you know, you you have to figure you need to do what like probably eighteen twenty thousand at a minimum just to keep going. And so the first issue would have to be much higher than that even. So that's where I think it gets to be a little bit of a tougher sell on the when you're a DC property. You know? Yeah, I do. The, so what did you think? What did you, yeah, what did you think? I I I loved it. I I read very <sighs> little zombie. When uh, when it was originally issued in uh, for, for under the milestone imprint, it's uh, Irving's art is fantastic. I love how and did you not agree though that it's a little different than some of his other recent stuff? It it is. You could still see. This is what I love about Irving, and and it it might make me a little bit of a hypocrite in some degree. I like I like how a lot of Irving's art happens within the lines. You you have the the uh the detail in 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 David Kim's face happens because of his coloring because it, it not so much what he's actually drawing but what he how he colors clothes or or the facial expressions like on Father Maxwell or some of the other nuns everything happens within those black lines and it's because of of how he colors his work is what makes it pop and uh and and I I think the coloring is fantastic. It is different than what uh, than what we saw with Seven Soldiers and and, and Clarion. Um, it it does remind me somewhat of um, the uh, what the 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 whole um, was it the Quicksilver mini? It was it was or was it the Black Bolt mini? He he did the mini a few years ago during before Secret Invasion and everything else. There Silent was War. A, that was it. Thank you. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, so I mean, but it's still you can still tell. It's Irving because of 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 the art, but it is it is different. There were a lot of um, there, there were different sections of the book where, I mean, it starts off and there's there's a lot of, of green or blue where, where where he's at home and and when he goes to see the nuns and 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 he's he's in the prison, a lot of red and and pink. So there's not a lot of um, the there's like one major color and then everything kind of filters out through that so there isn't it, it, it the color doesn't pop like you'd have it in in a dave stewart colored hellboy or bprd story or anything like that it's it's um 
the color really helps. But he, so, he does, so. yeah, he does have his uh, arsenal of exclamation points as far as the colors go, too. Because if you notice, when there will be certain panels that are pr primarily, like you said, that, that reddish, pinkish, you know, color, and then he'll he'll stick a zinger in there that's like a greenish with, with the, the greenish right. a, a little bit of greenish blue and that just like it's stunning it's just yes. uh -huh. it, it's it's electric it's almost like your eye goes bang right to that yep. new color yeah it, well, it's, smart. Kitchen, it's smart smart coloring it, it, the kitchen is mostly gold but you still see the living room or or yeah. or his buddy's basement and that's and and that's bluish gray so yeah it, it's it, there's a lot of things that draw your eye and then when you, you look at the other page it's the blue is primarily yeah. there on the page, and and the gold is in the background, and it it just it's it's a beautiful looking book. I mm -hmm. I think it's it the story is just with the first issue. I I want to read more. I'm I I think these two make make a great team, and uh -huh. uh, and and I I I really am. I I want more. I definitely you, do. This you is, proved I, my ass wrong. Yeah, Vince Why? was way wrong. Vince I was way wrong. Here. Yeah. yeah, I said, I said Chris is probably gonna be like it. He'll he'll probably be okay with it, but David's probably gonna hate it. Now why? Why why would you think that? I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a book you normally gravitate. Well, maybe towards. I'm growing older. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's the verb. <laughs> You're, yeah. You're doing. You're growing. Yeah. I, no, I, little... I I loved it. I got. I don't know if uh, if I've ordered the the following issues, but I will. Uh, I will be PMing Zach. When we're done, to see if uh, I can add the, the the following issues to my future orders. Yeah, nice. And you know, it's it's one of those things where where there is a lot of zany things that go on with it, and 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 it's it's such a personal aesthetic because uh, I definitely can think of of books that have been kind of off the wall that I just didn't groove on at all. Like actually, I think I mentioned in the forum today, like Sea Guy. And I would consider myself, although not to Vince's worship level, I consider myself a pretty big Morrison fan. And you know, Sea Guy, and it looked beautiful. I mean, Cameron Stewart did masterful job drawing that book, but but I just didn't connect with it. It was just too zany for this. But then, obviously, like the zanier the better for me on Deadpool, right? I mean, I've loved that's a pretty you know he his character, like especially during like the T Ray, you know, days and stuff was there was some pretty out, off the wall stuff, and I dug that. So this wasn't really like zany in a in a comedic way, but there were some pretty crazy concepts, and yet I don't know, I just felt like it was executed well within the the universe that they set nothing felt um i don't know uh you didn't look at it and go really seriously yeah what? exactly yeah, it's, yeah. it just it almost felt like it, you would if you were kind of learning i don't know watching like uh you know like a bbc america show or a sci-fi show that and just you know they're kind of setting the tone for it. it you know that the world you're watching is completely doesn't play by the same rules of yours, but you're still not quite sure what the the ground rules are. So you kind of go in saying, "Okay, they're going to let me know what the ground rules are as we go, and I'll just roll with it." Um, it's kind of how I felt with it, you know. Uh, hmm. So, I think my level of worship has diminished for Mr. Morrison because if I worshipped him the way I have in the past, I would be buying the Batman stuff, True. and I don't. Yeah, so, yeah. True. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of. That's why I like. Scott Snyder's detective. I've, I feel like I've gotten more than my fill of, of Morrison's take on Batman. I'm kind of ready for him to. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to see his his. I I don't know if it's going to be one big epic story or 
yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm ready for him to, you know, honestly, I'd like to see him write the Hulk. Morrison? Yeah. Mm, that'd be very cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, I feel like it would be, it, it would get me to, to read the Hulk. Because uh, Greg Pak is pretty much wrapping up everything he had to say. And, and uh, Pat, with Pat's done an amazing job. Amazing. It's, yeah, I agree. Wrote my wrote my favorite Hulk story of all time, but yeah, I, I'd like to I'd like to see Morrison get a hold of that character, but not in like an angry sort of way, you know, <laughs> you know, which it could very easily turn into that. But yeah, I think I think Morrison could do some 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 nutty stuff with the Hulk. That would be great. That would be. Mm-hmm. That's twice so, I agreed with you tonight. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think Uh-oh. we'll see him. We won't see it. Yeah, th- third time when the Candyman comes out. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't think we'll see him working at, at Marvel anytime soon. Something will come out. We'll see. All right, what do we got? Let's keep this ball rolling here. Chris, mm-hmm. why don't you take the, the mic because you've been fairly quiet. Um, I didn't read a whole heck of a lot i'm I, you know i started like eight different things i started reading huh. um uh big guy and rusty the the boy robot again oh, really? wow. yeah. which is is so good and it's it's one of the few times that i'll sit down and actually like study and marvel at art and uh uh, so I had, I had uh, it's like the one thing I bought at C2E2 this year was uh, was this really awesome uh, uh, rusty uh, drawing from from Jeff Darrow and uh, I'm like yeah I need to read that, read that again I had I have not read that in in a couple of years and so I started started reading it uh, again and it's just it's so fun and, yeah. and, and Darrow is is such a madman. And uh, <laughs> some of the things he put in there, it's like, <laughs> like the fat guy in the pool with all, you know, what's going on there. That's <laughs> ooh, yeah. good God. Yeah. yeah and you know, you know, Frank just took the leash off because he probably recognized what a talent he had. You say, ah, just fill it up with what you want to. Yeah, as long well, as you, I mean, do, that, long as you that, do what I want you to do in the panel, whatever else you want to do, go right ahead. Yeah. It's, it's, it's post hard boiled and you take Darrow out of out of the hard boiled equation and have literally any other artist do it and it's it's just a Frank Miller futuristic crime story but yeah. Darrow Darrow elevates it to just this visual smorgasbord and and then I think whenever they did uh you know, big guy and rusty it was more of okay let's just do something that's gonna look fucking cool and and yeah it's 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 big monsters and robots and I think they're they're definite nod to um um Astro Boy and you know all things Japanese it's yeah it's you know if you if you're a fan uh, like Vince of Japanese culture and you like Godzilla and Astro Boy and you know just all that that crazy kooking and the big you know big mechs I mean that's it's what it is it's and it's yep. it's awesome it's yeah, big, huge, colorful, explosive panels, and um, yeah, and 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 Darrow, who's just such a, uh, I, I think, a unique talent in comics, and a very nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever ask him how long it takes him to do? 
Um, An average page? No, I haven't. Um, but I can like, only imagine. Like, like his, his Shaolin Cowboy stuff is is kind of even an evolution of that, and it's some beautiful, beautiful stuff. I'll tell you what, anymore, if you want to, if you want to make a really nice art buy and kind of back to our, our purchasing art, Jeff Darrow's stuff is not incredibly expensive. And it's, yep. it, it's amazing. So yeah. if you, if you see him and he goes to New York comic con and he's always set up at the, at the Chicago shows. And, uh, I think he's, I'm not for sure if he goes out to San Diego, but, but he, he'll do a few conventions a year, but, if you see that he's there, go go look at his at his art, and you can you can buy stuff literally from thirty dollars all the way up to like four hundred um, mm-hmm. and anything in between. But I mean, you can you can buy Jeff Darrow art for not too expensive, and it's all awesome. Definitely hey, you know, doesn't charge by the hour because yeah, that's be like, like billions of dollars. <clears throat> I know we uh, we chatted a bit uh, when the news broke that Guy Davis was going to be leaving BPRD, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't realize that uh, that Duncan Fergredo is leaving Hellboy as well. Yep. Yeah, this well, is this is yeah. That kind of tied into the. Remember, I was like, "What? Did, what do you mean the final arc with that?" Right. That, uh, well, that's that right. Yeah. So, but that's I guess what it is. He's, yeah, he's leaving Min- because Mignola wants to do the entire third. Uh, I guess he considers what he's done to date with Hellboy is being parts of a, th- a three parts of a whole. He wants to do the entire last third of the Hellboy saga himself. He wants to draw it. Yeah. Oh, is that true? Yeah. That, oh. that that makes oh, sense. Okay. Oh, I, I, I fucking love Duncan Figueroa, but if, if Mignola wants to come, yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, and, that's and it. I thought I didn't know that kind of party. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> we, the mashed potatoes in this case would yeah. be red. Uh, yeah, because I was very, Break I was up. curious. God. Well, that's cool. Okay, so I didn't know that. Well, yeah, if that's the case, then all right. Well, then I then then no 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 harm no foul. I I I thought it was just a case too where he was leaving and they were going to have another artist come on board. But uh, all right, well, sweet. If that's uh, if that's the yeah. case, then. And, and and honestly, anybody that's associated with that with that book and that universe is I, Mignola has done an amazing job of, and I'm assuming that it's Mignola and probably Scott Alley uh, to some extent. Mm-hmm. You know, the assembling the the teams that they have yeah. to tell those stories. It's, yeah, I mean, it's you know, all, speaking all, of, all yeah, speaking it. of a Hellboy team, um, uh, our our buddies at Sidebar had uh, Dave Stewart on. Uh, this past week, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know if you're in the process, and I know Vince is a big process junkie, you know, but uh, but it's it was really interesting to hear Dave talk because certainly um, you know I I think by any stretch he's he's one of the the more sought after colorists in the business these days, and you know works on a ton of books, and and a lot of them are very different from one another. Um, so it was, it was fascinating to hear him. You know, it's it, one of the things that was kind of interesting was that he um, he uh, he's not formally trained. Like I mean, he you know he took he went to art school and had like color theory and stuff, but he said he doesn't, he's not, he's not like, he's basically just self-taught. Like the, the colors that he uses are just colors that he's come to sort of see in his mind's eye. It's not like he uses any really specific school of color theory or anything, but um, he was talking a bit about the Hellboy thing and that, uh, you know, how great it is to work uh, with Mike because, you know, basically, but that Mike is uh, basically a very, um, 
yeah, I don't know. Hands on. He's, he's, not, he's not hands on anymore with him because they've worked together for so long that, that, that Dave knows exactly what he wants. But that when they were first working together, you know, he said that he would he created entire color palettes that he would refer to as like the Mignola palettes because like Mignola had specific colors that he really didn't care for. And then he had specific tones and stuff like certain sepias and stuff that he really like wanted to see a lot. And he said that like over time, you know, he's, he's come to, they have such a mutual respect that, that Mike knows he'll just, you know, he can, he can bet he'll do it his way and it's fine. But, but that, you know, Mike Ria really much is like a true showrunner with all this stuff. And, and, and that although everybody certainly has, I think each of the artists and creators that work on it are, have distinctive talents, that, that what makes it all work together is that Mignola keeps that you know he keeps that hands-on approach and he, he like you said he he brings in people that he knows will fit the aesthetic so that there's a consistency there no matter who's doing the books and it really has worked for him so but uh but yeah it was cool I mean and, and Stuart was saying that you know um he's he's fortunate to be in a position in his career where he really kind of picks who he works with and he said it's not just so much the companies he works with, but it's as much the the editors and, and the creators because he said, you know, uh, frankly, some creators are, are awesome creators, but they just can't do books well on time. And he said that colorists are the last guy in the firing line, you know, they're the last mm-hmm. one in his page. And so, you know, he, he said he just, he really appreciated that he got to a point in his career where he no longer, no longer had to, you know, color a book in a day. You know, because, because like not because of anything of his own fault, but because, you know, the the interior pencils took an extra two weeks to do. And then the editor's like, well, we need this, you know, it needs to be on the stand. So, you know, he uh, he said uh, that uh, that now. So basically, you can guess like the people he works with now are people that can hit their deadlines, you know, and that are easy to work with and that, you know, give him sort of the the creative, you know, uh, juices to, to do it. But uh, but, yeah, it was it was interesting stuff, man. But. But he was really complimentary of Mignola, just in terms of of you know being a almost an editor as much as as a creator, you know. Nice, yeah. You see that guy Davis is doing the covers for that uh, uh, the Burroughs Puritan character. What's his oh, name? Oh, Solomon Cain. Solomon Cain. Yeah, Solomon Cain. Yeah, he's yeah. doing the covers. They're really nice. Mm-hmm. I don't buy Solomon Cain though. Yeah, me neither. Dude, dude's a Puritan. No thanks. Back away, back away really slowly. What would y'all think of the uh, Eisner nominations? They're they're award nominations. Yeah, I think it's a nice spread. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I thought it was re- reasonably well done actually this yeah. year. Um, I mean, there are always omissions, but but I, I but I, I thought the people that were nominated were largely. What's uh, What's All Star Superman nominated for this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, no nomination for All Star Superman. Ah, this year. shit! Re- Return of the Dapper Man is is. Probably pretty good. Is it that good? Is it like Dances with Wolves meets Titanic? Good? <laughs> not, not from what I've no, seen. No. no, you know it's so it's and hey, you know Jim McCann, you know, great guy, good writer. This seems to be like like his his thing, and and people love it, and I'm very happy for him. I thought little. Little, little, lot of love on that, and and same thing. You know, I 
I talked about how much I love Jimmy Olsen, but you know, Morning Glories is not that fucking good. And, <laughs> Damn. Uh, and, and I, it got it got four no, it got it got four nominations, which basically that's the Eisner Committee saying Morning Glories is one of the best books on the stands. And whenever whenever you think about what are the best books on the stands, do you go yep yep Morning Glories that oh. without it without a doubt yeah. Couple things though. I mean, I don't. I don't disagree. Per- I agree. I mean, I don't disagree with what you're saying about Morning Glories or or Dapperman for that take, for that matter. But, but, I mean, the thing I've always appreciated about the Eisners is that, uh, you know, it is it is a truly independent group of people that come together, and there really are no ground rules. And I love that they sit in a room with just about any book that's been published to look at, and you know, it's not it's not a shill for the big two. They can pick anything. They often do pick anything. And so while there are always going to be things like any awards where you're like, really? When you think either something mm-hmm. got too much credit or something got omitted, it's always going to happen. But I, I, I never look at the Eisner nominations and just think like, you know, it's not the people, it's, it's, it's not the people's choice awards. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it, yeah. it, I, I appreciate the, the, the mechanism by which they go to select the stuff. How does the sixth gun not get nominated for best? Yeah, don't even, I don't know. Well, maybe they just didn't care for it. I mean, again, it's, it's only, it's ultimately a panel of whatever many individuals, right? I mean, yeah, so. sure. And it's all about opinion, but I mean, and again, but let's, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, but, but let's be honest. How many, because we like the sixth gun. That doesn't mean lots of people haven't tried it, and it wasn't for them. I mean, so it does. You know, oh, you, I'm just yeah. what I'm saying is it. Well, yeah, but I, you look, and I agree with you, and and, and you know, I'm just kind of playing devil's advocate. You sure. get the four, you get the four of us together. We have wildly different opinions, sure, sure. taste, and I think all four of us agree that that is a great comic. It's well it written. Is. It's yep. well drawn. It's if you know, lettering, coloring, concept, everything hits all of the right notes. And for that to not be to not be included in what I thought was a pretty weak fucking group of of best new comics hmm. is yeah. Hmm. It, it, I, it, it's it's a hard thing to do is to please all four of us. Yeah, I think you in that respect. I think you're right. They they there was an oversight with with six guns. I, I think. Yeah, I, I think it's a it's a panel of, of so called experts that. Well, that, I will say this: uh, Josh Flanagan at iFanboy did a nice job. Um, he wrote an article about uh, just kind of getting at that. Just just the uh, who he thought were omitted. You know, the mm-hmm. people. Yeah, that, I read that. That's pretty good. And, uh, and I thought he did a nice job. And, and six gun was mentioned as was. Yeah, but, he did uh, a nice job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I gotta be. Honest, I, I guess I'm not as critical of it this year as you are, because I, I, I've, I've seen other years and thought really, you know, been had had more of an issue with it. But I, I thought that uh, I was really happy to see a lot of new blood in there. Um, a lot of independent. I mean, you should be happy. I mean, Lock and Key got plenty of love. Um, you know, yeah. which would, but but like you look at the like the the best continuing series. I mean, Chew, Echo, Lock and Key, Morning Glories, 20th Century Boys, and Scalped. I mean, that that's a nice representation. That's yeah. not. So yeah, but again, the whole 20th Century Boys thing. You what? That's you. Uh, well, I mean, is 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 it continuing? Have they? Is it? Has it wrapped yeah. up? It is continuing. Yeah, it's not done yet. No. Okay. Not done. Okay. Well, it's not done here yet. Right. Is, right. Right. Well, no. Is it done there? I believe. Don't quote me. I believe it is. 
Okay. And, you know, it's a, and it's like Echo. Echo was best continuing series, and and it was continuing, you know, in the time frame of this. But it's you know, it's a finite series that's wrapped up. So I don't know. And they keep, I think they keep making up new. It's, it seems like every year they make up some new categories. Well, that's that's the other thing. Categories. It's the prerogative to do is yeah, they can create categories to fit the which I like too because again, it's not. Um, I think trying to 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 pigeonhole lots of things into very mundane categories can often be to the detriment. So I like that they can expand it to include things that they feel deserve recognition, but otherwise wouldn't get it. I mean, I see, I like that. I think that's great. Cause again, the, I, I don't know why we have to have these rules that it's the same categories every single year. I mean, it's not, you know, that, that to me, that's a trope. I mean, that's why the Oscars some years is like a joke because that's why they've had to go to having 10 films for best picture. And it's sure. like, really? I mean, 10 films is, that's absurd. I mean, I don't Oh, know. I, I did have one beef and this is, um, I think that beef, it seems like you've had a lot of beef. So. <laughs> I seems you got dinty more. I, I, oh, I think that the the Eisners are kind of a sham. It's I I just I don't I don't respect them. I I don't, I, I, I don't respect the, the the nomination process. The uh, who was picked and it's I give as much credence to the Eisners as I do the Oscars, which is very very little. Um, and it's all about opinion. Wow. You you put you put six pe what six people in a room and and ask their opinions. It's no more or less valid than our four opinions. Um, or or the opinions of of any six um, well read, uh, intelligent and objective comic book fans. So mm. it, I, it, the Eisners have no more or less credit with me than your guys's opinions. I, I think I think that you're probably as well read and objective about comics as um, as anybody that would ever be on that committee. Um, one, one thing it I. I'm not saying that that comic book podcast um, have have come into their own or come of age, um, but in the uh, in, in the journalism and uh, what, what's the category? It's basically for for magazines and websites and the journalism thing. Yeah, I, I think it's it, it's time for maybe a podcast to to sneak in there. Certainly. Sure. More so than the fucking USA Today comic section, which is uh -huh. what jokes. Well, well, hold on though, but that's asking but, for coverage from USA Today is what that is. Yeah, I'm not going to argue with you there. I don't. I can't speak to the USA Today thing, but uh, but there there are four there are four websites nominated, which I was actually pleasantly surprised to see because it used to be exactly like all print stuff that nobody ever read. So. Yeah, but. Name. Well, I don't know about yeah. nobody. Well, uh, except for Vince. The, the comics I, journal doesn't doesn't publish um, print except for what once a year now. Yeah, they'll be on the list next year. So, so, so they're basically all digital. Um, Wizards dead. Uh, you still have you know Roy Thomas will make Alter Ego until he's dead. So yeah, that'll yeah. be nominated every year. So that's basically about the only printed thing that's going to get nominated. But I did notice that what the about Clint. Uh, yeah. I did notice nah. that the the uh, the website that shall not be named was not nominated again. Oh but, noes! Yeah. yeah, no, it wasn't. That's true. But uh, Chris, you know what? In light of your little um, monologue from about three minutes ago, I am uh -huh. definitely not trimming the stuff from the beginning of this episode because it works so well together. All right, this is <laughs> 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 
This episode of 11 O'Clock Comics has been brought to you by Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com. Remember that, Earl. Because if you are not familiar with the huge Wumba discounts you can get at DCBS, you can get an extra 8% on top of the huge Wumba discounts by entering the following code into the lovely pre-moistened slot. What's that code? You'll see 8. E. Word. OC8. That's EOC8. Listen to this. Criminal, last of the innocent, number one, half off. It's going to cost you a buck seventy-five. Get yes. out of here. The Steve Ditko Omnibus, hardcover, volume one, starring Shade, the Changing Man. It's 40% off. 40% off. It's going to cost you 35 How much is this omnibus? If 40% off is $35.99, what does that equal of? Uh, I was told there would be no math. <laughs> yeah, I know. Huzzah. Huzzah. So, you know, big discounts. Remember this other Earl, mydigitalcomics.com, instocktrades.com, and do not forget about the Summit City Comic Con on June 18th. Don't do it. At the Grand Wayne Center in uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Uh, remember, remember, in your travels, we have a little something special this time around because one of our forum members by the name of Jay Ojik has breached the previews catalog. That's true. He has something coming out in the previews catalog. It's a it's a 78-page original graphic novel called Kagaji, The Raven. That's K-A-G-A-G-I, The Raven. It's coming out of Arcana in July. Jay is a First Nations or uh, Native American comics creator, and he based the premise of this book on a legend from his community, which is a reservation in Canada. It's really cool. You got the Wendigo in there. You, you, you got mythical pygmy Indian bush ninjas. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Zombie-esque flesh-eating abominations. It's cool. If you pre-order your comics from a comic shop, remember this code, STK. Four three six zero oh, three eight, but you can get it from uh, Discount Comic Book Service. But if you 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 have a local comic shop, you like to uh, contribute to to it's STK four three six zero oh, three eight. You can also get it at Amazon, Borders, all the other shit. Uh, but it's really cool, and we have a thread on our forum where you can see it. It looks neat. It looks really neat. Uh, bullpenbulletinspodcast.com forward slash forum. Check out uh, Jay Ojik's Kagaji the Raven. It's really cool. I'm very excited for him. Uh, and while you're at it, pick up Spongebob Comics number two because it has an absolutely astounding... Spongebob dies? No. <laughs> it, it has an, an, an absolutely astounding cover by Brian Smith and Mark Martin. Yes, that Mark Martin. That Mark Martin. To make a sponge look aesthetically astounding. Yes. It's a Big Daddy Roth-inspired cover with SpongeBob and a hot rod, and his eyes are bugging out, and he's got his hand on the big... Oh, it's awesome. I originally thought it was a, a Bill Ray work, but it's not. Wow. Uh, also included is the cover. It comes in a, a centerfold pull-out poster. So get it from United Plankton. It's uh, SpongeBob Comics number two. It's awesome. It's fantastic. It's astounding. It's SpongeBob. Go, Chris. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. There you go. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I don't know. Um, what am I reading here? Ooh. 
Wow. I know. Hey, wow. Dead wow. air. That much. Yeah, you know? like, like two hours to think of something. <laughs> oh, you were reading eight different things. He I is. I am reading eight different things. But he's not yeah, done with all of them. Right, Christopher? Well, yeah. I started reading Fables again because mm. Vince was talking about it. Yay, me too. I'm still reading it. Um, you know, I'm, I started reading some uh, some of uh, Jodorowsky's Meta Baron stuff. Um, there you go. In your travels, oh. read Weapons of the Meta Barons. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, Excellent. Trip. Yeah. Excellent. So there you go. There That's you go. good. <laughs> There's a guy uh, I would love to suck his talent right out of him. Yeah, you try to suck his talent. Travis Charest, Charest, oh, whatever you. Oh my yeah, god, he's, he's off the hook. He, he is, is incredible. He's legit. Yeah. Nice young gun. The uh, I would say, <laughs> um, first of all, I know that it's it's already met its its uh, its pledges, but seriously. The, the fucking 11 o'clock comics community. Oh, for real. Yeah, the, absolutely. The Kickstarter shit. Shoot. Come on. Seriously. So go to the forum. Check out the thread for that. But um, you'll have the links to uh, to the Kickstarter campaign for that. But, I mean, we got some talented mofos coming out for, for we this. We do. Um, and uh, I would say, you know what? Vince and I were supposed to talk about it. Maybe we'll – well, we'll get further into it as, as the week goes on. So maybe we'll talk about it next week. But I am um, – Pleasantly surprised that uh, I, I no surprise isn't the right word because I, I had a feeling I would dig it. I just it took me long enough to, to get around to reading it. But uh, the Finder Library, yes, it's uh, it it is uh, put out by Dark Horse. It is twenty four ninety nine and uh, and worth every dude. It's I'm only up to like the third chap. I'm into the third chapter, and it's it's already well worth it. And yeah. and I'm not even close. It's being done. It, it it contains the first twenty two issues right. of uh, of Finder by Carl Speed McNeil, and it's um, plus additional materials, and uh, and it is it's it's good stuff so far. I can't see it getting worse. Really, it's 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 only going to get better from here. So yeah. I I recommend that. Yeah, let's talk about that next week because we I, I, three. I think we're both three issues in. I mean, that's enough to talk about it. But I would like to at least have six just so yes. we can give up. I agree. You know, yeah, it's it's a really special work, very special work. It's Ooh. not be be warned though. If you do yes. choose to to <laughs> you read ain't this book, through it. No, it's it's a book that demands to be read slowly. There yeah. is a lot of information in this book. On each and page, it's, uh, uh, Carla Speed McNeil calls her style Aboriginal science fiction. Huh. Yes, it's it's you experience the story. It's almost like a questing, uh, like a seeking type. Uh, storytelling where not everything is presented to you initially and you discover these little things as you wind through the story it's really good but it's very different and and you'll, you'll hear is. about that next week nothing yeah. is expected no no it's it's very strange and wonderful like like david Aww. nice yeah uh t- two things uh first in your travels if you don't already head on over to uh ants.julianlytle.com hell yeah because uh julian's webcomic uh just celebrated its two-year anniversary and uh awesome. he's been he's been putting it out every week like a champ and uh and, and it's 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 mad funny i love it and uh so give it a give it a look if you haven't already um the other thing is uh i i keep forgetting to mention that i am a lucky bastard we know that well, we know oh, yeah. that no i know 
But uh, as if I needed uh, any more goodness to happen to me, um, I won uh, the March raffle at Steve Rude's website. Uh, did you really? Yes, I did. Um, I fucking nearly fell out of my chair. I get an email, and it's from Steve Rude's wife, Janelle. I missed, I missed it by two. Two numbers. And that was you. Yep, totally. Totally. <laughs> and so as a result, for the $10, well, I spent 20 I entered twice, but for the so for the cost of a $10 entry, if you won, uh, I got, I have coming to me a, uh, a, a 11 by 14 colored original commission by Steve Root of my choice, which is pretty freaking insane. Uh, How much was the ticket? Just ten bucks. Oh my god! Yeah, it's insane, right? <laughs> it's awesome. So I'm having him do. Uh, uh, oh, the uh, blink. Yeah, blink. Yeah. yeah, blink. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing, though. Um, uh, for those that we we've mentioned, I think a few times on the show that you know Steve and his wife have been very open about their financial issues, and you know they kind of like many Americans have you know had some some problems to deal with in terms of their their home and the and the foreclosure and the sort of thing. So good news is <clears throat> I was communicating a little bit back and forth when I was working out my order with, with uh, Steve Rue's wife, and it sounds like they're starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel, which is great news. Oh, good. Um, the other thing is is um, I did want to mention, because it's pretty insane that I, I won this thing, that uh, <clears throat> they are still doing these raffles. So if you go over to steverudeart.com, uh, um, I think it's under like the – it's either contest or monthly specials. It's one or the other. But uh, they're they're still doing these raffles, and I think they plan on doing them every month. But uh, it's five bucks now instead of ten, Ooh. and so yeah, so the way it works is for five bucks you enter, and uh, basically, I think at a minimum the winner will will get a black and white eleven by fourteen commission, and then depending on how many raffle orders they get, I think it moves up from there. So like if they get two hundred or more, it's a color commission. If it's five hundred or more entries, it's an India ink commission, and if it's I think a thousand or more. It's a watercolor painting. Ooh. So, yeah, I know. So so I would imagine that after a few months, it'll start pushing up to that level. Um, so get in where you fit in, people. I mean, again, I, I mean, Steve Rue is an amazing artist. And, I mean, I entered really just to support him because I figured what the hell, you know. But the fact that I won is pretty baffling that I'm going to have a Steve Rude commission for basically almost free. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's pretty nuts. So, now do you do you have to pay shipping on top of that, or does he cover the shipping? Um, no, actually, well, it's funny. Uh, the, the way it worked is she had sent me like a, a di- I guess on the site there's a discount code if you buy stuff from their site. Mm-hmm. So she she created like a special discount code. So when I put it in, it 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 netted out the cost of what a commission would be for him, and it was supposed to be free shipping, which is I mean, but um, when I plugged it in, I guess because the total went down from whatever it was to zero and on the website it's free shipping for anything over i think a hundred dollars it it charged me the shipping which i paid but then she had written me saying like oh it's supposed to be free shipping you know we can credit you back but i was like don't you know don't worry about it so it's it if you win it's free shipping too yeah oh so my god yeah, yeah pretty nuts insane. pretty nuts so good that's incredible. Good, good on you. Congratulations. Yeah, good on you. That's awesome, right? Yeah. How awesome yeah, is that, that is, right? That is. I told Gabriel Hardman today because he's a huge Steve Root fan, and uh, he was like, "Holy shit, I'm going to go enter." <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody. Hey, good episode. Thank you for being with us this time around again. I have fun. I have fun too. We will be back. Week, yes, next week. Remember the uh, the three year anniversary of this uh, Dog and Pony show. Uh, if you want to send us a voicemail, and uh, we we should talk about comics that made it past three years, so like nothing from Marvel from like the past four years, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, please, and, please, and please, no congratulations on three years. No, none of that. We're, no, we're, bullshit. No. No. We're not. We're not going anywhere. So yeah, just. 
Well, uh, if anything, you could talk about... more interesting than that. Yeah, how about this? Better than that. If we've recommended a book to you and you've enjoyed it, tell us what it was and why. Uh, and keep it under like two minutes, please. Because we'll probably have a lot 30 sec- of it. 30 seconds. And I'll try to oh, fold it on. What the hell can you video? say in 30 Those seconds? People too much rope, Vince. They'll hang themselves with because it. Because I, uh, I love Or them. you used to say that uh, we're, you know, people like to shake their fists at us. So, uh, or, or how about yeah. the time when you yeah. were most shaking, shaking your fist at something we said? That, that's cool. If we pissed you off in any way, tell us why we pissed yeah. you off. So and, we can and, tell you how you're wrong. No. <laughs> well, Gabriel's going to call. the, the other <laughs> Nice, <laughs> you bastard! I love him. I love him. And we- <laughs> and glitter. Uh, <laughs> come back here with us next week. We'll be here, and we would love to have you. Bye. Say bye. Peace out, yo. Later, Shalom. Shalom. Come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. When I sit alone, come get a little known, but I need more than myself this time. Step from the road to the sea to the sky, and I do believe that we rely on. When I lay it on, come get to play it on, all my life to sacrifice. Hey, yo, listen what I say, oh. I got your hey, yo, now listen what I say. I know the more I like to live